You know, I've got a minute to go, but I'm going for it anyway. Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm going to be answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, there's a form down in the description of this live stream right now where you can put your questions in there and I answer them in the order that they are received. Now, look, I'm also going to be pulling questions directly from the chat as well um, because, you know, when that when 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 these things are going on, some people, you know, will come on right now. Some people have already been, you know, hanging out. Most of you have been just hanging out waiting already. But, you know, there's going to be people that are waking up that also want to have their questions answered, stuff like that. So because of that, um, I'm going to be pulling them from the chat a little bit later. But for right now, we're going to be pulling them directly from the form itself. So I just want to make sure that you know that. Um, in addition to that, I also want to let you know that today's stream is um, a little bit different. So um, at the in the description, actually, and I'm going to go ahead and, and put it here at the very top of the um, chat as well, and I thought that I did this already, um, but you'll see there's a little note going across the bottom of the stream today, and the reason for that note is um, a friend of ours um, in the YouTube space. You know, A lot of you know him already. Um, his name is Owen Video. Um, he has been diagnosed with cancer, and those of us who can are basically trying to spread awareness about it, trying to help him, you know, raise funds to, um, to, you know, help, uh, with his family and, you know, just help with the, the, the fight that he has in front of him in terms of the treatment. And I'm going to go ahead and just pin this to the top of the chat, but, um, all the super chats from today's live stream are going to be donated, um, into this GoFundMe. And then of course, if you want to help in any way, shape or form, you know, even five bucks is helpful. So, you know, anything that you can do to contribute, um, would be massively appreciated. So if my content has ever helped you in any way, you know, five bucks to Owen is a great way to, um, to just, you know, give me a high five and a, and a fist bump <laughs> for that. So, um, I also want to let you know that, um, this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery, help you test your thumbnails, help you just manage the channel on the back end. There's over 90 different tools that are all made specifically for YouTubers inside of TubeBuddy. Um, you can try TubeBuddy for free at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. Of course, I've got a link to that down in the um, down in the description of this live stream as well. And this stream is also co-sponsored by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that I use every single Saturday to live stream this show. So the reason that I personally use StreamYard is because it's easy, like crazy easy too. It's also hosted in the cloud, which means that, you know, me, I live out in the boonies. So because of that, every now and then we'll have power flickers or internet flickers, things like that. And with StreamYard, it actually holds everything open for me in the cloud as well. That was kind of like a bonus feature that I didn't even know about <laughs> until, until we actually had that situation. But the cool thing about it is it keeps me from losing my stream in the event that something like that happens as well, which is really cool. So, um, so I just want to make sure that if you are a live streamer, that you try StreamYard and you can do that through the link in the description as well. Well, so right out of the gate, I just want to um, I just want to thank um, Get Business Credit says, Nick, I support you 100 percent. You are great. Um, but can you do something even better than the charity you did for him? I'm a YouTuber and donate all of my earnings. Uh, let's see here. All of my earnings to Michael J. Fox Parkinson's, found, uh, Parkinson's Foundation in 2017. Um, I have early onset Parkinson's. I would trade it for cancer any day. Man, I'm so sorry to um, to, to hear about that. 
thank you for thank you for that um, massively. And um, in terms of you know what it is that you are uh, doing there, you know hit me up on Twitter. You know maybe we can have a conversation and try to you know bring some awareness to that. You know maybe for another stream. You know at some point in time that might be um, cool to do. So, you know, so thank you for that. Massively appreciated. 100% of that, even though YouTube takes a cut, um, I'm making up the difference. And 100% of that, just so you know, is going to go to um, Owen's, um, you know, Owen's um, charity that we are running for him. I also want to say, um, Chatty Kathy says, um, thank you, Nick, for working so hard. We really appreciate your dedication and expertise. Thank you for being here for us every week. Thank you for being here every week and for caring enough about what it is that you're doing as well to, you know, I want to learn, to want to hang out with other people who are doing similar things and just, you know, trying to constantly improve what it is that you are doing as well. So high five and fist bump to you for, uh, for that. But thank you for the kind words. Massively appreciate it. So, um, so what we're going to be doing today one more announcement since we're since we're just going through uh, you know some some housekeeping uh, things today. One more announcement. Um, I also want to give a big high five and fist bump to uh, Black Belt Barrister. Um, they are a channel member. They just recently crossed 50,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel um, this week. Um, I also want to give a big high five and fist bump to uh, to Natalie from Design to the Nines. Um, she just crossed 200,000 subscribers this week as well. Um, so, you know, in addition to that, you know, other milestones are coming through there. But those are some pretty big ones. So I wanted to just take a moment to spotlight them and congratulate them on um, on crossing those, you know, those awesome milestones. So. Doug Houston, what's up, man? Hope you're doing great, Shark Scrapper. Nice to see you in here. Neil, Urban Explorer, what's up, dude? Paul Peck, Drywall 2, what's up? Nice to see you in here as well. Chantel, nice to see you. Digital Tools of the Trade, what is up? Hope that you are doing fantastic. So I'm going to jump into the forum here. And uh, with this, just so you know, we've got we've just got a few questions in there right now. So, you know, the floor is pretty much wide open. So if you have a question that you want answered about what it is that you're trying to do on YouTube, drop it in the forum right now um, so that we can uh, so that we can try to um, so we can try to get it in there. So um, the very first question here is from LAS Curry. LAS Curry says that they have an education channel. The goal of the channel is to help make streaming easy. And the question, just tell everybody to use StreamYard. Done. <laughs> the question says, um, do live streams count as watch time? Yes. Um, like if a person watches 30 minutes, will they still get um, fed my other content since the long interest um, is live? Um, I want to stream on my upload days. Okay, so... What I recommend that you do is I recommend that you actually do not stream on your upload days, that you give your uploads a chance to breathe. One thing that you might uncover um, with your channel, and this happens from time to time, is um, if you publish a video, let's say you publish a video at 9 a.m. and then you go live at noon, well, what will happen is while you're live, especially if you live stream for a long period of time, then the, the priority seems to shift to the live stream, which then impacts the performance of the of, of the video itself while you're live. Um, and then there's a small bit of recovery time after that. And then, and then you know, that, that video should, you know, get back to normal. So just as a heads up, um, I would let them breathe a little bit and I wouldn't just stream right after you um, publish a video. But if you do it the other way, one of the cool features that you can use is you can actually hand off. So you can do your live stream. And then once your live stream is finished, you can actually have it to where it will default to a video that you have uploaded on the channel um, as well. So that would be an approach to take if you do want to stream on the same day. Um, in terms of watch time counting, absolutely watch times count. You can grow a YouTube channel and get monetized for the 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 hours of watch time through a live stream or through a bunch of live streams, I mean, or you can do it through video content. You know, it's your call, whichever one you want to do. Um, but you can absolutely do it as a live streamer and it absolutely, um, absolutely counts. So um, next question that we have here on the list today 
is uh, we have this one from Primetime KDX. Primetime KDX says that they do uh, mobile reactions for the time being. Gold the channel is 100,000 subscribers, or 100 subs, I'm sorry, by the end of the year. And the question, so not long ago, I asked my fans for video ideas and they gave me some good ideas for videos, but one comment hit me really, um, really hit me the most because they said that at one point I had a community, but unfortunately, since I had to change to recording the mobile, I've lost that same community. And as of right now, I'm not uploading as much as I used to. Why do I feel this way? And what can, um, and can what my fan be relatable to other popular YouTubers? Okay, so here's the thing. People coming and going through your YouTube channel, it's a normal thing, right? Of course, ultimately, you want to build that core group of people that will come in and watch, you know, anything that you publish because they love the way that you do the type of content that you make. So people are coming and going. That's a totally normal thing. Don't stress out about it. Same exact thing, you know, applies to people that are worried about, you know, hey, you know, this week I had, uh, you know, 100 subscribers on my channel and then I woke up today and I have, you know, 94 and I had six people, you know, unsubscribe from the channel. All of that is normal. Um, you know, as people subscribe, you'll have people unsubscribe. You'll have accounts get deleted. You'll have people that, you know, that are that subscribe for one video. And then for whatever reason, they see another one. And they're like, yeah, you know, maybe this isn't really what I was looking for. And then they end up, uns end up unsubscribing from that. So, you know, it's a normal thing. So don't really stress um, about that. But in terms of growing a strong community, um, at the end of the day, it comes down to you adding value to them. Values interpret different interpreted differently by all of us. Um, however, there are some very core, obvious things about value. What you want to think about is if somebody comes and they participate in my video content or they participate in a live stream, whatever it is that you're doing, what are they leaving with, right? Like, what, what is it that they're going to get out of what it is that I'm doing? If I'm doing entertainment content, am I, you know, keeping them in uh, entertained and engaged during that live stream or during that video? If it is um, uh, like fitness content, you know, am I teaching them how to, you know, better exercise? Is that what the value that they're getting from me? Or like Dr. Stin, who hangs out in here some, from time to time, you know, like with him, he's, you know, helping people improve their, their lifestyle and their health and all that. And that's the value they get out of watching all these videos, right? When you watch my stuff, you learn more about YouTube and you learn how to get better about what it is that you're doing on YouTube. So, you know, define that value and keep giving it over and over and over and over again. Now, of course, there's deeper sides um, to all this as well. I recommend there's a book called Primal Branding. Um, I recommend that you read that. I also recommend that you read one from um, Pat Flynn called Superfans. Um, and it gets into like the deeper side of, you know, creating a community and branding and all that. Things like, you know, naming your community um, is, you know, is, is part of that. Um, but there's all kinds of, you know, additional things that you can do to really expand on, you know, creating that deeper connection with the people that are watching your videos in addition to the value that you are um, the value that you are bringing to them. So get business credit. Super chat. Says um, all for Owen. Love you, Nick. Um, you are real like no other. Nick equals fully transparent. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for that. Again, I appreciate it. It's off to a great start. So thank you. Um, thank you for that. So, okay. Next here um, on the list, we've got, let's see here. Get warmed up, right? Get warmed up. I was running around a little bit before the, uh, Stream today, forgot my coffee, had to run down and get my coffee. So I'm like, I'm getting my, I'm, I'm, I'm finding my groove right now, finding the groove. Okay. So um, next up, we got Sergeant Nimbo. And just a heads up, if you're hanging out right now, um, I'm going to be pulling questions from, you know, from the chat as well. But just right now, we're focused on the form. Um, but if you do have a question, make sure for when I start, you know, when I say, hey, drop your question now, make sure you put a cue in front of your question just so that I know that the question that you have is intended for me. Um, and it's not, you know, just like a side conversation that you're having in the chat. Um, but Sergeant Nimbo says, they do gaming content, the goal of the channel is to experience what it's like to be a YouTuber. Pretty cool. And, and I can tell you this, it's an awesome experience. So 
there's parts of it that can be frustrating. There's parts of it that can be overwhelming. There's parts of it that can be um, pretty intense. There's parts of it that can be um, exhilarating as well. Um, but, you know, in terms of the experience of what it's like to be a YouTuber, um, you know, learn how to do it. Um, and when you learn how to do it and you, you know, start, you know, getting results from what it is that you're doing, um, it makes the whole entire thing of being a YouTuber like that much more awesome. Because then, you know, you start to identify when you learn how to do it, you start to identify, hey, these things work, these things don't work. And then, you know, when you need to, you can lean heavily into the things that work. Um, and, you know, that's kind of how you get things, um, you know, really accelerating on, on your YouTube channel. But learn how to do, how to do it. Um, let's see here. The question is, how can I get consistent view rate? Uh, my view rates are, are really buried. So what you want to do um, in alignment with what I just said, what you want to do is you want to go into your YouTube analytics. You're going to find um, uh, which videos people tend to respond to most. Those videos are typically the ones that get clicked on the most people, the people, the ones that people watch for a longer period of time, they share, they engage with them further in terms of giving them likes and giving them comments and all that stuff. So you want to go into your stats and you want to look for those videos that are proven performers for you and, and start to, to dig into those videos. And instead of saying like, Hey, it was just this topic. So I just need to make videos on this topic. Try to dig deeper. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you find, cause you're doing gaming content. So if you find that, Hey, my, my how to content, um, you know, where I'm really, you know, teaching other gamers how to do specific things in the game that always outperforms the other content, then that lets you know, Hey, this is something that people really dig. And in order to serve my audience, keep people coming back from the channel, um, to the channel on a regular basis, then I need to make sure that I'm making more of this type of content because this is the stuff that brings people in and the stuff that people really enjoy. Um, if you're streaming games and you're doing things like that, that's fine too, but you would just have to know that, okay, when I do these, these are typically, um, this is typically content that underperforms on the channel that's cool. Not a problem because, you know, I enjoy streaming, you know, with the community, showing them how I play the game, maybe playing with some of the people, you know, in your community, that kind of stuff. So that's fine. But the idea is to make sure that you are digging in your stats and you're trying to uncover the content and then you start going deeper. So for example, if it is, um, you know, like, Hey, the people that I'm, um, that are coming into my content on how to do specific things in the games, like those people, you know, clearly are trying to learn something about this game. So there's people that are trying to get better at it. People that are trying to understand it better. People that are trying to find all the hidden gems and all that stuff. So because of that, that tells you like, Hey, I need to make sure that I'm serving those people with that type of information for every one of these videos that I put out. And then that I also go into the process of really learning how to craft a video that will take people through that experience of learning that information or me showing them those specific things in a way that they really enjoy. So that out of all of the, you know, gazillions of gaming channels that are out there, then that would be one of the things that would help you stand out is your way of taking people through the experience compared to what other, um, what other people are doing. Jay-Z Helps um, says, uh, let's see here, I haven't uploaded a video in 130 days. It's too easy to stop uploading, kind of uh, kind of like stopping. Can you inspire me to upload, Nick? <laughs> so here's the thing, like when it comes to, you know, when it comes to YouTube, like, you know, the, the, the a big difference between people that end up doing this for a long period of time and the people that don't is the people that, you know, the people that see it through. You're a lawyer. Right. So you're you're a lawyer. So that means that you are most likely, you know, decaded in terms of, you know, just having the discipline to get yourself through, you know, like law school and to like study for the bar and all that good stuff. So, you know, you're you're a disciplined person already. So what you need to do in terms of YouTube is just take all of that discipline that you've pointed at your professional life. Just take a small little sliver of that because you only got so much. Right. Take a small little sliver of that and just dedicate it to YouTube. And the easiest way to do that is just work the process of creating content into your lifestyle. So what I mean by that 
is just like in your office, you know, you have certain days that you do certain things or when you go in, you have like a certain routine. There's a pattern, you know, throughout your week of, of some kind. So with your YouTube content, the idea is to find a way to work the process of coming up with video ideas, producing the content, all that stuff, work that into that lifestyle so that it just becomes part of your week or part of your month, depending on where you work it in. But it becomes, you know, part of what it is that you do instead of it being like, I'm doing all of this and then I do YouTube when I have time, work it in, right? And if you work it in, then you'll, then you'll stay, um, you'll, you'll stay consistent. Um, get business credit says, uh, last super, super chat, track. um, but let's connect maybe next month, do a collab, um, or even a five minute to donate directly to Michael J Fox foundation. Your voice is powerful. Thanks, Nick. Um, you'll become um, number one, if not already. Thank you for that. Um, I appreciate it. So yeah, just hit me up on Twitter and, and we'll talk about it and see if there's, um, see if there's anything that we can, um, see if there's anything that we can do. So yeah. So thank you, uh, for that. And, um, let's see here, uh, Reza's gameplays. Thank you super for the chat. super, super chat as well. I said, super chat. <laughs> so thank you for that uh as well so let's see here so next up on the list you know that might be kind of cool just doing you know like a like a monthly um you know like stream going to you know some type of good cause or something that might be pretty cool um or maybe like a quarterly stream going to a good cause because you know one thing that's awesome about this is like you know doing that fundraiser thing for owen for those of you that have that, that know what's going on with that um doing that for him over the course of you know a week uh, like one hundred three thousand dollars um has been generated from that um from you know not not my efforts but you know just just uh you know handful of us going in and, and trying to bring attention to that daniel Battelle has, has done a fantastic job viper's done a fantastic job daryl did a great job my brother d did a great job everybody that's participated has, has just done fantastic and um it, it it really goes to show the power of you know like if you if you have some type of you know influence or some type of following or something like that where you can really you know use it to um to do good things as well so um let's see here so without getting off track, staying on, uh, staying on, on, on the path here. So the next question that we have on our list is from sales copy secrets. That sounds like I'm getting ready to, to, to read like an ebook <laughs> or, or I'm going to come down. Like I feel like with that channel name, like I love it. I'm just giving you a hard time here, but like that channel name makes me feel like I'm going to get down to the question area and then you're going to, and then you're going to like try to like sell me something. That's what that, that's what that feels like. So, um, the, uh, kind of channel is copywriting and how to, and the goal of the channel is to gain awareness and drive leads. So one thing I want to mention here really quick. So this channel, um, it is called Sales Copy Secrets. I don't know, like I, I'm not like endorsing the channel, but as YouTubers, um, one thing that I just want to bring to your attention that's a really good practice is you're going to write a ton of titles over the course of, you know, what it is that you're doing on the internet. And because of that, since you're going to have to write a bunch of titles, consuming some 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 uh, uh, content on copywriting and you know just the psychology behind getting people to respond to written form um, is something that you should definitely look into if you get the opportunity there's videos all over YouTube for it. you can possibly check out this channel the um, sales copy secrets here but the idea is to you know to, to take all of that type of information and then kind of merge it together to you know make your YouTube channel a lot more um, a lot more effective um, but basically, the question is, since watch time is important, when is the best time to use cards on your videos? Um, why take someone off of your video? So the best time to use cards in your video is within the last 20% of your video. That actually, um, if you go through the YouTube Creator Academy, which is free, everybody here should go through it. If you go through the YouTube Creator Academy, um, one of the things that they say there is they recommend that you use cards in the last 20% of your video for that very reason. Because you know, if you put it at the very beginning, then you're gonna have bleed off, so to speak, from your video. And when people are leaving that video, then it's gonna impact the performance of that current 
piece of content. So because of that, it's really good practice to make sure that you put it in the last 20% of your video and that actually comes from YouTube. Um, now, when it comes to why take someone off of your content, when it is within that last 20%, if you are somebody to where, you know, and this is really common on YouTube, my content's like this too, to where when somebody comes in, you know, they watch your videos and then they just, you know, they trail off over time. Like when that happens, looks cool from this shot here. But when that happens, um, when they're trailing off over time, like the worm, <laughs> <laughs> when they're trailing off like the worm, um, then, uh, you know, when you have those cards and that's just an opportunity to where, you know, as people are starting to fade in terms of their attention in the end, um, then, you know, you can send them off somewhere before they get to your actual end screen. Another advantage of sending people off is let's say, that you get through the bulk of the content, the most important stuff, but then you still have a little bit more details that you need to add. But for the people that um, that are watching that initial piece of content, let's say that you have another video on your YouTube channel that goes way more in depth on one of the things that you just talked about, possibly that last thing that you just talked about, mentioning, hey, you know, I've got uh, this video here that will actually deep dive you into, you know, more specifics of the thing that we're talking about right now. And then you, you know, try to lead people off for that card. And then the people that stick around, then hopefully you'll be able to, you know, catch them on your end screen to go watch that video as well. Um, let's see here. So Tampa Life Super chat says, um, how can you do uh, reaction videos to old shows that are off the air? Um, like Cody Co, for example. Um, how does he not get slammed for copyright? Keep up the great work. Thank you. Um, so when it comes to um people using copyright protected stuff, like um, if you don't know what's going on in the back on the on the on the back end, then it's a really good idea not to look at that and say that, hey, they're doing it, so then I should, you know, I, I should be okay as well. So there's some stuff, there's actually like a like a date range. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Somebody in the chat, I'm sure knows. Um, but there's a there's a time limit on copyright protected material. So if it's really old, then in that case, you know, sometimes you can use things like that without worry of copyright. But in some cases like that as well, you also have some companies that will take that stuff and they will, greedy companies will say, they'll take that stuff and then they will, you know, actually kind of sort of copyright it themselves and they'll start issuing strikes and then it just creates a big complicated process that you have to go through. Um, but when it comes to other people not getting slammed for copyright, they probably are. And when they get slammed for copyright, um, what is probably happening is they're probably not getting claims on what it is that they're doing, or I mean, strikes on what it is that they're doing, they're probably getting claims. So when it comes to YouTube, as of right now, this might change tomorrow, but as of right now, there's copyright claims and there's copyright strikes. Copyright strikes is when they're actually damaging the channel. So you want to look at it like they're striking the channel, right? And then when it comes to the copyright claims, they're claiming the ad revenue from those videos that um, that they're that they're claiming. So um, you'll see this on like cover channels, you know, where they do music covers, things like that, to where you know they'll do it, but then you know they'll they'll be giving either all or um, or some of the ad revenue to the companies that they are you know using their material um, as inspiration, so to speak. Um, um, or if they're just directly, you know, downloading it and, and, and that kind of thing. But within that, there's also other things. So the other things, or the other thing I should say, is called fair use. And what fair use is, is basically that is kind of like a, um, like a, I, I don't want to say defense because that's not it. That's not it. But basically, with fair use, that that gives you the permission in some circumstances to be able to use copyright protected material, but you have to do it in very specific ways. So, because of that, Tampa Life, um, I recommend that you look into fair use. And even like if you decide, like, hey, I'm going to do this type of content, um, contact a like a copyright attorney um, and and try to um, you know show them like, hey, this is exactly what it is I'm going to be doing. This is the way that I'm going to be doing it. Um, is this something that you think that you would be able to defend as fair use? 
use. And if they're like, yeah, then, you know, then of course you, you know, the, 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 the doors open for you, but if they're like, eh, this one might be a little bit questionable, then in that case, work with them to try to uncover a better approach that they would definitely be able to defend as fair use. So that's the idea. But you can also, you can uncover a lot. If you, if you just hop on Google and you start looking around fair use and um, you start, you know, trying to, uh, you know, educate yourself on it as well, um, you know, with doing that, you can get a lot of insights that you'll probably get enough, depending on, you know, the type of person you are, you'll probably get enough information where you'd be like, okay, yeah, I can, this would, I'll probably be okay with making this type of content, but this type of content, no way. Um, but you just want to take that extra protection of, you know, getting uh, a lawyer involved so that you can make sure that in the event, that you end up in a situation where you, you know, you are, you know, getting taken to court over a video that you made or something like that to where you would be able to uh, defend it. Because every now and then that happens. Chesscape, thanks for the super chat. Says, any good idea on how to grow um, faster? My Chesscape YouTube channel um, that started one month ago with 228 subscribers looking to add good content, plus make it fun for people to enjoy the same um, time spent watching the channel. So um, you've just been going for a month. So since you've been going for a month, just right out of the gate, I want to let you know that you're doing fantastic. So, you know, 228 subscribers in one month, um, that's that's a great start. So out of curiosity, um, for everybody that's hanging out in the chat right now, first, before we say this, first, uh, make sure you give me a, a, a thumbs up on this stream if you are enjoying this so far. But then second, as soon as that's done, um, if like how long, for those of you that are in the chat right now, and I know some of you probably don't even have 100, 100 subscribers yet, but how many people here in the chat, how long did it take you to get to your first 200 subscribers on your YouTube channel just so Chesscape can have some context here? So for me, when I first started this, just like everybody else, um, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't making YouTube help content at that time, but I just I didn't know, you know what I was doing just like everybody else. So um, uh, for me, it took me five months to reach my first 150 subscribers. So you're like crushing me. So, you know, high five to you for, uh, for that. But, um, but when it comes to making it grow faster, here's what you want to do. Um, as you are publishing content, you are going to find content that performs better than the others. Um, that you're going to find some stuff that gets clicked on more. You're going to have some stuff to where the retention is going to be better. You're going to have some stuff, some content that's going to generate more um, likes. You're going to have some content that's going to generate more content or uh, comments. You're going to have some content that's going to generate more shares, that kind of stuff. So what you want to do is you want to start over time, right? Because you're just getting going. So over time, what you want to start looking for is you want to start looking for those things to where it's like, okay, this one has a lot of comments on it and a lot of likes. So what that means is that this one really resonated with people in some way. So compared to the view counts that I normally get, you know, and, and the engagement that I get on the other content with similar view counts, like this one's really blowing up in terms of the engagement. So because of that, like, what is it about this video that people might've really responded to that I can lean into for additional videos that I'm going to be publishing? Like, was it a technique that I showed people? Was it a opinion that I shared in this video that got everybody excited or that, you know, helped, you know, reinforce the opinions, uh, you know, of some of the people watching the video, like what, what, you know, like what was going on in this video that caused these people to engage with it more. Um, same exact thing goes when it goes, when you go into your content, you start using your YouTube analytics to figure out when people watch your videos, how they're actually enjoying your content in terms of your audience retention reports. So when you go in there, the same exact thing applies to where you want to say, okay, if somebody clicks on this video, they start watching the content, then right out of the gate, um, you know, when they're watching the content, I can see in my audience retention reports, like, Hey, you know, people are enjoying this a lot, or you'll see that, you know, your video will start and then you'll go, and then you'll have like these, these fail points in your video to where a lot of people will leave that video at that particular moment in time. So what you want to start doing since you're just getting started is you want to dig into that and you want to start seeing like, okay, my audience retention reports, if people are leaving around here, 
why do I think they're leaving? What was I doing right before this? Um, was there anything that I wasn't doing in terms of, was I just rattling on for too long and people just got bored? Um, was I not, you know, showing the, the details of what it was I was talking about? Maybe I was talking about it, but I wasn't necessarily showing them. Or maybe I was showing them too much and I wasn't really talking about it, but your audience retention reports will help you uncover things like that so that you can learn to make that better experience for your viewers. And just as a heads up, when it comes to YouTube, Everything is based on performance. So the reason that I'm saying go into your YouTube analytics, start looking for the things that people click on most, start looking for topically on the content that people respond to the most, start looking for the stuff that generates engagement, those sorts of things. The reason I'm saying that is because um, the algorithms of YouTube or the algorithm of YouTube it follows the audience. So if people have a good experience with what it is that you're doing, then YouTube's going to find other people on the platform that they're also going to show your content to. And if you can continue to get those people to click and continue to get even more of those people to enjoy your content, then that's what creates that snowball effect with content to where you start getting consistent views every single day on the content that you're publishing. Um, so make sure that you're keeping all of those things that I just said um, in mind, but right out of the gate, you're, you're, you're doing fantastic. So one more thing I want to, I want to say, because you, your your tight or your um, channel name is Chesscape, so I'm going to guess you know that you're talking about chess. I'm just going to call that the obvious you know elephant in the room. <laughs> so if you are talking about chess or you're playing chess, or you're showing people you know something about chess. Um, I would also make sure that when you're putting your thumbnails together, if you're not doing this already, that you're using some type of imagery in your thumbnails that is representative of chess. And the reason for that is because your content is going to be getting suggested um, to people that are interested in chess. Um, some people get suggested to that aren't, but the people that you're trying to reach are the people interested in what it is that you're doing, people that are interested in chess. So because of that, if they're watching chess-related content, there's a really good chance that those people are also going to, like if, if they open up the homepage on their computer, really good chance they're gonna see some other chess-related content there. So visually, at a glance, you wanna make sure that you're using um, chess-related imagery in your thumbnail so that they can see, bam, this has something to do with chess. Right here, this is something, you know, like this This is something I'm interested in. I don't even know what the title is yet, but it grabbed my attention um, in regards to it being something that I'm interested in. So you wanna make sure that you are um, just being very intentional with the imagery that you're using in your thumbnails. Also try to limit the amount of text that you're using in your thumbnails as well, because, you know, you gotta get people to click. So, you know, when it comes to getting people to click, it, it comes down to the topic of the video, right? Because if there's not a lot of interest in the topic, then of course, there's not going to be a lot of people that click on it. Um, and then it comes down to your thumbnail because that helps grab attention and brings, you know, that, that stops them in their tracks when they're scrolling on their phone or when they, you know, open up their computer. Um, and then of course, the title, which can push them over the edge if the thumbnail doesn't get them to click, the title will get them to click or that will just give them more, you know, context into what's going on. But the idea is to look at that entire package, topic, title, and thumbnail and think to yourself, okay, if, if, if me, because I'm making content about chess, which means that you care about what it is that you're doing enough to make videos about it for YouTube. So what you want to do is when you put your, when you come up with the topic and you do your thumbnail and your title, you want to think, okay, me being somebody that is interested in chess, if this were to show up on my homepage or recommended next to another video on the platform, would this one make it super easy, like stupid easy for me to identify that this is something I'm interested in? If the answer is yes, then move forward. Um, and with the title itself, same exact thing. With this, is this title compelling enough to where it would get me to click on it? And another quick best practice thing that I want to tell you, just because you're just getting started, that's why I'm going through a lot of these um, additional things that are a little bit outside of your question. But another thing you want to make sure that you're doing is because it's so important 
to grab somebody's attention, right, from homepages, from suggested videos and search as well. Um, because of that, you also want to make sure that the thing that that matters to the viewer is as close to the front of your title as possible. Because YouTube cuts off titles in different places on the platform, on, on computers and on mobile devices. So because of that, you want to make sure that within the first 50-ish characters of your title, um, that the most important thing that is going to matter the most to the viewer is there. And that thing is something that's going to help them identify again, that the content that you're making is, you know, something that they um, are likely to be interested in, but you want to put that to the very front. In addition to that, um, like I mentioned before, YouTube has the uh, YouTube creator Academy. It's free It's put out by YouTube. I really recommend that you go through that because it's also going to teach you a lot of the best practice related things and stuff like that um, about YouTube to help you make sure that you get off to a good start. You're doing great already, um, but it's going to help you make sure that you, you know, continue walking um, down that right path because on the internet, you're going to see all kinds of, especially if you go on Reddit and um, Facebook groups and stuff, you're going to see all types of people saying all kinds of crazy things about YouTube. Oh, they don't, you know, show content of new channels and things like that. They do. And when you go through the YouTube Creator Academy, it's going to help you be able to see all of that type of feedback with different eyes because that all usually comes down to people just not taking the effort to try to learn how to get a response and therefore they're not getting a response and they blame YouTube for it. So, um, so you know, make sure that you go through the YouTube Creator Academy too. All right. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. So um, next up on the list, we have um, Brittany tracks. Black. Brittany Black says, Actually, let me scroll down here really quick and I'll actually pull this one directly. Here we go. Um, says, if you're a musician, what type of additional content um, would you be able to put out weekly besides your original music? So um, if you can't post a new song weekly, that's fine. Um, just as a heads up, you don't have to post to YouTube weekly. Um, so, you know, if you can get a video out every like two weeks, that's okay. Um, like it's better to spend time on the content that people are going to respond to instead of just thinking to yourself, like I have to get a video out every single week because, you know, I, I saw that somewhere. Like what you want to think about is like, okay, if it takes me two weeks to get a video together or to get a good song together, but it's going to be awesome. And the people that click on that song are going to love it. Then in that case, spend that time right? Don't rush it out. Just trying to get out another piece of content, spend that time just making an awesome song um, versus, you know, trying to rush it out just for the sake of, you know, putting out content. Now, other things that you can do if you want to, um, to, to tap into the, the personal side of YouTube in terms of people coming to your channel for your music, but then they also, you know, get to know you personally through your content. You know, one thing that you could do is you could have, if you, if you're, if you're like, you know what? That's great, Nick, but I really want to put out a video every week because it's just something I want to do, <laughs> right? Then if that's the case, um, then, you know, showing people behind the scenes stuff, taking them on your journey through your songwriting, showing them, you know, exactly you're like, hey, these are, you know, this is a song that I'm working on. I'm going to be dropping this video, you know, next week. And you just kind of take them through some of the processes that you go through and you kind of make like a vlog of sorts to where, you know, it gives your audience the opportunity to get to know you in addition to getting to know your music. So then you would have a song, a vlog, a song, a vlog, a song, a vlog type of thing. Um, if you can put those songs together, um, you know, at that, you know, that fast, um, so to speak. And same exact thing applies. If it takes you a month, um, to put together an awesome song. Then in that case, you know, just focus really hard on making sure that song is awesome. And um, and then in addition to that, um, then just think, okay, well, if I'm trying to, you know, grow this following around my music, then in that case, you know, I'm going to give them, you know, my music, of course, and I'm going to make that like a big event. Maybe I'll even premiere that every, uh, you know, every month. But then, you know, for the three weeks leading up to that, I'm just going to put out, you know, vlog content. But when you're putting out the vlog content, you want to make sure that you are also considering the value that you're adding to 
to the viewer with that content. So the value in that case would be that they get some insights into what's going on in the, you know, behind, behind the scenes. They get some deeper insights into you and the things that matter to you and the things that you care about and the things that drive you to make the music that you make and that sort of thing. So just make sure that you're introducing those types of things into your videos and that you're being very specific about if I'm going to make vlog type content um, or if I'm just going to make, you know, content where it's not music, then I also need to make sure because the, 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 Value in the music content is crystal clear. But when it comes to the actual vlog content, that's where you have to start thinking, or we'll call it supplemental content. Um, that's where you have to really start thinking of like, okay, what is it that I'm really showing people here? And who is it that I'm trying to connect with this, um, you know, with this uh, um, you know, behind the scenes content that I'm putting out there? All right. So um, let's see here. Next up on the list, we have... Okay, so here's what we're gonna do really quick. Um, if you have a question, go ahead and drop it um, in the, um, go ahead and drop it in the chat right now. Um, just put a Q in front of it so I know it's for me instead of, um, um, instead of uh, you know, just typing it out, just make sure you put a Q in front of it so that I know that the question that you are dropping is for me and not a side conversation. Okay, so here we go. Um, L, uh, LJ 64 says, Hey Nick, someday I plan to be a sports journalist. Do you think that having a YouTube channel will affect my chances of getting a job? What I would do, um, if I was in your case, uh, LJ 64 is I would say, instead of saying someday I plan to be a sports journalist, um, do you think having a YouTube channel will affect my chances of getting a job? What I would say, the approach that I would take is I would say, I'm a sports journalist and I'm going to do it professionally. Um, I'm going to be working for a company being a sports journalist in the future. But for now, I'm going to be my own sports journalist. I'm going to have a YouTube channel um, demonstrating my expertise and practicing my expertise as a sports journalist. So if that means that I'm covering, you know, sports that just happened, giving people highlights, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm I'm working on that skill. By the time that you, you know, get really good at that skill, then one thing that you're going to have is this humongous portfolio of how awesome you are that you're going to be able to, to share with the people that are, um, you know, possibly going to hire you. So, you know, kind of shifting that, you know, hey, I want to be that to like, hey, I'm going to take steps every day to become that if that's something that you want to do. And part of those steps is going to be practicing and honing my craft on YouTube. I'm going to be a sports journalist on YouTube. I'm going to be my own sports journalist on YouTube working for myself. And you might find, hopefully, you might find that you actually end up with amazing success. I hope this is what you find. So you don't have to go work for somebody. I hope that you find that, you know, hey, through honing my skill here and getting better at, you know, being a, um, a sports journalist here, um, I'm really good at it because I've been practicing the craft and people are responding very well to my content. And because of that, I don't need to go be a sports journalist or somebody else because I'm crushing it on YouTube, right? So um, I have a friend of mine who um, he is in the electric car space and um, and he and he does news um, on on his YouTube channel. And his thing isn't necessarily like, you know, I want to be a news person, but you know, his thing is like, you know, hey, I'm 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 you know, I do news. And he just, you know, became that news person. Now, you know, he's interviewed, you know, like top people at Amazon and um, all these electric car companies and things like that and all these things like pre, um, pre-pandemic. He went, you know, like literally all over the world. He got flown all over the world because of his YouTube channel. And at that time, 
he had maybe like 50,000 subscribers on the channel, maybe 70, but he was getting flown all over the world, going to all of these like big deal events that journalists normally only get into, but he was able to get into them just because of his YouTube channel and his initiative to make it happen. So he was doing a lot of outreach, you know, trying to make all these connections, you know, that would, you know, help open these doors, but he was just dedicated to becoming that person and he did. So, you know, you don't have to wait for other people to open the door for you. The amazing thing about YouTube and just the internet in general is it provides you with the tools that you need to be able to not only open your own doors, but to be able to create your own doors and build your own doors from scratch. So rooting for you. I hope that you, um, I hope that you, uh, I hope that you do well in the sports journalist journalism world. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we have, Hey, thank you for the super, super chat. Tracks. Says while recording videos on your camera, I'm connected via a capture card. Does it reduce the video quality? Some capture cards will. Um, so you want to um, like, there's different devices you can use. You have like a Ninja Atmos, for example, um, which is like its own hard drive. Um, and you can record directly into that through like an HDMI out on your, um, on your camera. And it maintains like a really good, um, a really good, you know, image quality. Um, and really like a lot of the stuff, I mean, you're, you know, if you're making it for the internet, um, you know, pretty much anything um, that you get is going to be able to record good quality. Um, but the capture cards can reduce it. So for example, if you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. For example, like, um, you know, some capture cards, like let's say that you're wanting to record 4K, some capture cards will limit you to 1080p, little things like that. Um, you can also adjust with a lot of them. Woo, got the hiccups now, I think. Um, but you can adjust, um, you can also adjust a lot of them in terms of the fine details of bit rates, things like that. Um, so you want to make sure that your capture card um, does allow those adjustments and that you can go in, you can manually fine tune it. Okay. Um, let's see here. So pieces to props um, says, um, let's see here. Um, how much money did you raise for Owen? So um, it wasn't, it's not just me. Like, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I played a, a small part in it um, right now. Um, I think that we are somewhere. I've actually got it pinned to the top of the screen right now. Um, I think that we are over like 103, yeah, 103,615 um, is uh, is where we're at currently. So um, over 100,000 dollars, which is pretty um, pretty awesome. So we saw 50,000, actually 47,000 to go, a little bit less than 47,000 to go on the goal. So you know, uh, anything. You know, if anybody wants to donate to that, there's a link pinned to the top of the chat right now. And uh, super, super appreciate it. Um, let's see here. So, um, um, Hage Jomalis says, um, is using YouTube ads a good way to grow a YouTube channel? Um, if if you, like, there's not a shortcut in terms of like, hey, you know, I'm just going to throw some money at this in order to, to, get, to, to make it work. Um, because what happens there is if you don't learn how to get an organic response first, then what can happen is you, you know, spend a lot of money getting a lot of views and a lot of attention to your YouTube channel. But if you still can't get people to click after that, and you still haven't learned how to make good videos that people respond to positively, then in that case, you know, all of that ad money that you just spent, as soon as you turn it off, then you're still not going to be able to get people to click. You're still not going to be able to create a good experience for people. So because of that, you want to make sure that you're focusing all of your efforts on learning how to get people to click on what it is that you're doing, learning how to, you know, give them a great experience with your content so that they want to come back. So they're like, Hey, this is great. I, I, I want to, you know, I want to come back and watch some more of this. Oh, Hey, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, like, 
Like, you know, if I watch a, you know, really good video, I might share that, you know, with my brother, you know, I might share it with a friend. I might share it with my girlfriend, you know, so just thinking like, Hey, you know, when I, when I put out content, like, you know, is there anything that I can do here just to make this just awesome for the people that are enjoying it so that, you know, when, when other people that they talk to bring up something, they're like, Hey, you got to go check out, you got to go check out, uh, Haji here. He's crushing it. Right. So that you can, you know, make sure that you create that type of experience with your content. Um, let's see here as we get more Brian G. Johnson in the house. What's up, Brian G. Hope that you are on fantastic. Brian G. Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, is the author of this book right here. The only one here with a face on it. Tube Ritual Volume 1. Help you go from zero to 5,000 subscribers and more on your YouTube channel. And if you buy today, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's a link to that down in the description. Or you can just go to Amazon and um, and type it in and you will, um, you know, you will be able to uh, to find the details of that. Okay, so um, let's see here. As we keep on going down the road, we've got, okay, if you've got a question, now is the time to drop that question. If you got a question, make sure you put a Q in front of it so that I know. So um, can, you give, can you give the link to the YouTube Creator Academy? I think it is down in the description. If you don't find it in the description, if you just go to Google and just type YouTube Creator Academy, um, it'll pop up. Um, let's see here. How do music channels, cover channels get monetized and get 4,000 hours of watch time? Because my videos are copyrighted. It doesn't affect my channel though. Um, and my video duration is four minute max. Um, so it will come at scale. So in terms of getting that 4,000 hours of watch time and getting the 1,000 subscribers on the channel, um, even though that your video is four minutes, um, you need to have a lot of people watch those videos. So um, unless your video goes viral, your very first video um, in most cases is not going to get you into the YouTube Partner Program. In most cases, it's going to take you know a little bit of time um, for you to get in there. But the idea is to you know just learn how to you know, keep making good content so that people keep responding to it. They keep coming back to listen to your music, you know, all of that good stuff because they really love what it is that you're doing. And by doing that, you're going to be collecting that watch time four minutes at a time, right? Four minutes at a time, four minutes from this viewer, two minutes from this viewer, a minute from this viewer, 30 seconds from this viewer, four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, three minutes, you know, because everybody's going to respond to it differently. Um, but you, you'll start collecting it um, over time. They say Rome wasn't built in a day. Most people don't get into the YouTube partner program in a day um, as well. As a matter of fact, I believe that you have to even have your YouTube channel for like 30 days um, before you can get in. Oh, no, that's the URL. It's custom URL. Okay, so let's see here. Um, as we keep on going, we got um, Empire Comics says, um, Nick, I want to thank you. Um, I took your advice about recording in small parts, so it helps the editing process later. And let me tell you, you saved my life <laughs> so much time saved. Yeah, high five and fist bump for that. Yeah, that's it. That's a quick um, tip. So if you, you know, if you're somebody that makes your videos and you just make one big, long video and you have to go through all the different, you know, takes that you made and all that, um, you know, it's way more efficient. Um, if you're, you know, somebody that's like talking to camera and stuff, it's way more efficient to, um, to record in clips and just be intentional about your recording process. Make sure re makes the um, editing process a gazillion times easier. And gazillion is the official number um, as well. <laughs> oh, okay, so uh, let's see here. Original Ryan Gaming says, in gaming, there's always trends. Is it wise to hop on these trends or continue making gaming videos in my niche? I hop on trends that are similar to what I usually play. So if you are growing your YouTube channel first, what's up, Ryan? Hope you're doing great, man. Um, if you are um, publishing 
content on a specific game and your entire channel is about a specific game, then I would ride trends around that game. Like, for example, you know, if they're if, if it was Fortnite, for example, you know, anytime they have like those big updates, you know, that kind of stuff, I'd be like the first person or I would try to be the first person that, you know, is putting out content on the updates. Um, in addition to that, if you're somebody that does multiple types of games on your channel, um, then in that case, definitely ride the trend. So like if you notice like, hey, you know, I make, you know, race racing games here and I do like, you know, fighting games over here. Um, if you're like, hey, you know, it's there's something going on in the racing world, get on that. Um, if something's going on in the fighting world right after that video, get on that. Right. So you absolutely want to um, you absolutely want to uh, make sure that you are you know, writing trends as long as it fits into your channel goals. You know, that's always the caveat I have to give. Um, as long as it fits into your channel goals and it long, as long as it fits into the general interest of your audience. But ultimately, as a gamer, you want people to just, you know, enjoy you playing the game um, or you sharing the information about the game. Um, so uh, so because of that, if you are diversified through through a few different games, then absolutely ride the, tw- the trends when you can. Um, I wouldn't. So um, is 480p good enough to record videos? If you're doing vertical videos, then in that case, maybe you want to give it a shot there. Um, if you're just trying to get in like the short shelf or something, but I wouldn't upload 480p to uh, to to the platform um, just as normal video content. I mean, you can technically, and if it's awesome, people will still like it. And as long as people still like it, YouTube will still show it to people. However, um, you know, the, the experience that you're creating for people at 480p, um, is pretty low. And in that case, you're also just kind of locking yourself into people that are on phones and you're kind of shutting out people that are on TV, shutting out people that are on, you know, computers with bigger monitors, you know, like that kind of stuff. Okay. So, um, so I'm going to hop into the form here for this next question. And in this next question we have... If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. The Breakdown Corner says they do content on iPhone 12. It's a reaction channel. The goal of the channels at first it was to have fun, but now I'm finding a deeper purpose within the community. That's what I'm talking about. It's kind of how it started out with me. It wasn't necessarily fun. I was just trying to grow an email list. And then once I actually like started, you know, getting, you know, some views and stuff and started getting some comments, I was like, huh. This is pretty cool. <laughs> and then, you know, eventually I caught the bug, you know, when I, I, I worked on another channel for, uh, for about nine months or so. And that one, like, I really caught the bug because that channel started doing like really well. So uh, so that one really caught the, uh, you know, really gave me the bug in terms of like, wow, this whole community thing is being able to interact with all these people like this is incredible. OK, says so my niche is a strange one. I see people upload crappy one take vids uh, with the still from the bid as a thumbnail. I spend hours on editing and thumbnail creation because I do it all from my phone. What's the secret sauce to being picked up? Why do these not so quality videos get picked up and rocketed off? Because it's how people respond to them. So how YouTube works is this. This is this is this is really easy, and it's it's something that everybody needs to make sure that you internalize as much as you possibly can. YouTube is based on performance. YouTube's algorithm follows the audience. So what that means is if the audience, right, the people, the viewers that are interacting on YouTube, if they enjoy content, it doesn't matter what we think of it as YouTube content creators. It doesn't matter if we think, hey, their video quality sucks. Hey, their audio sucks. They, it was just a one-take video. They shouldn't be getting views on this. It doesn't matter what we think. What matters is how viewers respond to what it is that we do. So when you're publishing content, you know, you might have somebody that's just doing one-take videos and they're crushing it. And then you have another person that takes them a week to put a video together and they're getting like, you know, 10 views a video. The difference, this person that's crushing it 
they are able to get people to click for whatever reason. You know, their titles is way more compelling, even though it might have, you know, just a, a screen grab from the video. It's the right screen grab that causes people to click on it. And then once they start, you know, getting into the content, they just enjoy that one take experience enough that they'll comment on it. They'll like it. They'll share it with people, that kind of stuff. So when it comes to the actual like video itself, that's why I said, and the question here about the 480 that primetime KDX asked, like when, uh, when it comes to the video content, you can upload 480p. If, if people respond to it at a high rate, YouTube's going to show it to more people. And as long as people keep responding, it's going to keep getting views. So when you are, you know, when you're, when you are looking at other channels and you're like, man, I'm spending all this time doing this, but these people are doing this, then start trying to uncover, like, what is it? Like, why is there one take so engaging is the personality of the creator. And this is usually what it comes down to, um, is the personality of the creator in this experience, something that, you know, they're just super engaging on camera. And because of that, as soon as their video starts like Viper, Man about tech who's in the house right now. What's up, my dude? I hope that you're doing fantastic. You have been crushing it on the Owen stuff, man. High five and fist bump to you for what it is that you are uh, doing there, man. You're just rocking. Thank you for that, Viper. Um, but yeah, like Viper, for example, you know, he's he's a really engaging dude. So um, like as an example, though, like when you get the, um, you know, like that person that's doing the one take content, but they're just really engaging um, in terms of just how they communicate and how they interact with the camera, then that can be enough. Like, you know, they don't need to do all the fancy stuff. And then you have, you know, the other person that, you know, isn't doing that great in terms of views. You know, they could be making everything look beautiful. Like, it could look great. Their thumbnail could be designed perfectly down to the pixel. And it's like, wow, this is like a piece of art. But if people don't respond to it, you know, the viewers of YouTube, like the people that are interacting with the platform, if they don't click on it and enjoy it, um, like if they just, you know, hey, it's beautiful, but I'm going to click on this one of this person, you know, just kind of walking down the street, then, you know, that's their choice. And because of that, that's what makes those videos um, do better, even though they seem like or they are less effort. It's just because people respond to them um, at a higher rate. That's it. Robert G. What's up? Hey, do you know Brian G by any chance? You guys might be, uh, you guys might be related. Does, does your middle initial stand for Gandalf? If so, then yeah, you guys are definitely related. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. So, <laughs> uh, let's see here. It says, um, I'm going to start a new YouTube channel, helping people to grow on YouTube. Does it really matter for me to prove to my audience that I was successful or can I grow along the way on my journey? Yeah. So, so people are going to be asking you that exactly. So people are going to be like, Hey, um, you know, like who are you to talk about this? And you're going to need to, you know, you're going to need to let them know. So you can share it, you know, as your journey. Some people do that. Um, there's been a couple that have been successful of that, but almost everybody fails. Um, because, you know, in order to actually grow on YouTube, like you gotta, you gotta know what it is that you're doing. Right. Um, so because of that, um, you know, uh, sharing the process, you know, you, you might be able to take some people along the journey with you and you might, you know, you might do okay. Um, um, but you know, actually knowing what it is that you're doing is the win because, you know, like if you are sharing, like YouTube is hard, there's tons of misinformation out there. And if you don't know what it is that you're doing, but you're giving people advice on what it is that they should be doing, then it's kind of like a blind leading the blind scenario. And you can actually lead people off of the cliff in terms of like, you know, you're going to cause a lot of people to quit. You're going to cause a lot of people to fail, that sort of thing. So because of that, it's um, it's best to know what it is that you're actually doing if you're going to start a YouTube help channel. So like for me, when I first started my channel, um, I wasn't doing YouTube help content. 
because I that wasn't my thing. Um, I did have content about you know, like coming up with video ideas, things like that, but I was also sharing content about how to stay focused when you're working at a coffee shop because that was what was you know real in my life at the time. So I was making content um, like that as well. But yeah, you could absolutely you can take you know you can try, um, but it but you know it's helpful um, and it's important to uh, to to actually know what it is that you're doing because if you know what it is that you're doing, you're going to lead people in the right way. Um, if you don't know what it is that you're doing. Um, then in that case, you know, you're going to end up causing a lot of frustration for a lot of people. And then I'm going to have to be that person. People are going to come in the live stream like, hey, I watched this video. and This person said this and I tried it and my and this happened and, you know, blah, blah. blah. And then I have to be that person, you know, saying like, hey, be careful. <laughs> um, let's see here. YouTube is humbling indeed. OK, so um, let's see here. So um, next up on our list, I'm going to pull this one here from the um, from the form. This one's from Floods. Floods says, I have a Minecraft channel. The goal of the channel says I'm uploading for fun and to grow as a content creator. The question, um, how do you get viewers to watch your videos longer? So there's a handful of things that you can do. One, the pacing of your video matters, but the pacing of your video has to be correct for the audience that you're trying to reach. For example, if you're reaching a younger crowd, then faster pacing can be a win. If you're reaching an older crowd, then slower pacing can be a win just based on you know how people respond to things. Um, in addition to that, um, doing things like um, open loops, which is basically to where you introduce an idea that's going to be coming up later in the video, you open the loop um, of an idea that's gonna be coming up later in the video, something you're gonna be showing later in the video, something you're gonna be sharing later in the video, that kind of thing, something you're gonna be talking about later in the video, so that it makes people think, hey, this is coming up later in the video, I wanna, I wanna make sure that I watch that or skip to it or whatever it happens to be, um, you know, little things like that. Um, there's also, you know, things that you can do to destroy your audience retention for example, having really long video intros can destroy your audience retention, spending way too much time at the beginning trying to get people to subscribe to the channel and like and buy your merch and, you know, all the stuff that, that you know, we as YouTubers tend to go through in the beginning of the videos. Hey, welcome to another video. Before we get into the content that you actually clicked on to come here and before I tell you anything about any relevance that this video has related to the thing that you actually clicked on it for, first... Let me try to get you to buy merch that, that you don't even care about because you've never even seen my content before. Let me try to get you to subscribe to my channel, which you also don't care about because you don't even know what type of videos you're going to get. Um, I haven't even hooked you yet. Um, in addition to that, I'm telling you to give a thumbs up on a video that you haven't even watched yet, right? So, so you know, little things like that, you know, can also negatively impact your audience retention. All those things are effective if you do them in the right place at the right time and you set everything up properly and all that. However, um, you know, a lot of YouTubers just waste people's time and it causes the videos to perform poorly. So. You want to keep uh, those types of things in mind as well. Uh, let's see here. So next up on the list, I got to answer this one because I saw it. Um, useless me alt says, um, my question is, if someone put my video on a loop, will it increase my watch time and audience retention? If somebody puts your video on a loop, then in that case, you would continue to get watch time from that person. But watch time, you know, extended watch time from like one person putting a video on a loop um, isn't going to make that big of a difference um, on on that video content. Um, let's see here. Okay. So next up on our list, we're going to pull this one from the form. And on this one, this one is Tempates is the name of the channel. Cool name. One word. I love those. So hard to find good one word names. Um, they do a Minecraft survival channel. That sounds cool. My goal is to gain subscribers and join a survival multiplayer server with other content creators, such as Hermitcraft, Shady Oaks, etc. So just as a heads up, if you are Hermitcraft, Shady Oaks, et cetera, if you're somebody that has a multiplayer survival server of Minecraft, Tempets is looking for you. Tempets wants to contribute to what it is that you're doing. Okay, says the 
Question, do I need a lot of videos to get more views on YouTube? No. So if you have high performing content, you can actually get a lot of views with less content. Um, if you have content that doesn't perform as well, um, it can just be niche based or topic based, you know, depending because it's all different for, you know, for every channel and every niche and every audience. So because of that, um, you know, um, uh, you know, you might be able to, you know, grow your channel to, you know, substantial view and subscriber numbers with, you know, a, a small amount of videos. Um, if your content doesn't perform, you know, that great yet, then in that case, it might take you a lot more videos in order to reach some of the goals that you might have with your YouTube channel. Um, but, you know, like volume isn't a requirement, but quality is. And when it comes to quality, what I mean by that is it's not it, like we just talked about, actually, it, the, the quality isn't about, you know, my camera looks awesome. Um, my audio sounds great. That's a part of it because that's part of the viewer experience, which actually creates the actual quality. But the thing is, is it's not necessarily about, you know, hey, my you know, I'm using like an 8K camera. Like, that's not the thing. Quality is more about when somebody watches this video. Like, what do they go through? How do they feel when they're done with it? What's what's the experience like for that person? Am I am I fulfilling the the promise that I that I made when I actually, you know, was packaging up this video in terms of the topic title and thumbnail? Um, am I, you know, am I wasting the viewers time? Am I giving them what it is that they want? Am I making content that's good enough that makes them want to, you know, watch more those sorts of things? That's what determines quality. And then, of course, there's actual, you know, video quality in terms of like what it looks like and sounds like. But in terms of the thing that matters to YouTube, it's the quality of the viewer experience. Like that's what matters more than anything else. Um, let's see here. As we keep on going down the list, make videos. So to get your first 100 subscribers, if you're just getting started, make videos because there's a lot of stuff to learn when it comes to YouTube. And because of that, you want to just go ahead and get into the practice of making videos on a regular basis. And then you're going to start getting data once you start making videos on things that people respond to versus things that they don't. Um, one thing that is very helpful, and it looks like you're doing this already because you have Minecraft in your title, is focusing on a specific type of content for specific types of viewers. And the reason that you want to make sure that you're doing that is because you want to turn your entire channel into a resource for a certain type of content for a certain type of viewer. That's ultimately what you're trying to do. Um, let's see here. So uh, next up, we had some super chats come in. Doug, thanks for the heads up on those that I need to address. Super One chat. is drawing YouTube says I draw black YouTubers. Is this niche specific? Absolutely. It is. That's extremely niche specific. And um, by doing, you know, stuff like that, um, that's something to where, you know, you can turn your entire channel into that resource for people to just like to watch, you know, that type of content. So absolutely. Um, let's see here. So two quacks and five Super plucks track. farm says haven't posted a video in six months to focus on gardening and farming on the business side. Any tips to jump back into the game close to getting monetized? Thank you. High five this bump on getting close to that partner program. So um, when it comes to jumping back in after you've taken a break and same exact thing goes for uh, Jay-Z law firm. Um, uh, personal in injury law firm, um, what you want to do is you want to go in and um, inside of your YouTube analytics, you're going to see that the, uh, you know, like YouTube's going to show you these videos are videos that are driving your YouTube channel right now. These are the ones that have brought in the most views over the last, you know, uh, 28 days or 90 days, depending on what it is that you look at. But let's say the last 28 days. So if you have it set to the last 28 days, these are the videos that have had the most activity on them over the last 28 days. So because of that, you want to look at those videos and you want to think, okay, the viewers that watch these videos, um, what would these people like to see next. And the reason that you want to do that is because how recently somebody has interacted with your content is an important thing on YouTube for that initial publish. So because of that, if you make something that is in alignment 
with what it is that people are coming to your channel for in the first place or what's driving the channel, um, then in that case, the likelihood of those people getting served that content is higher, but then the likelihood of them responding to it in a positive way is higher as well. And if you can do, you know, get them to see it and then respond to it, then that will help it, you know, get out to, to even more people. So look at the content that's currently driving the channel um, and then make something that would be a great fit for those viewers that that is interacting with some of that top content on the channel um let's see here two myths um let's see here oh two months got it so um um ahmad says um hey thanks for the great value um you give via your youtube channel really appreciate how you did 12 hours live last week for gofundme campaign towards owen thank you for that and thank you for the um kind words as well and just as a heads up um in the um, in the members only group, I reviewed your channel in our zoom call, uh, last night. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to be actually, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. If you weren't in the stream, so I'm going to be uploading that replay on Monday. So keep an eye out for that, um, on Monday so that you can go in and, and see that. I just want to give you that heads up and let you know that we, uh, looked at that. Okay. So, um, let's see here as we keep on going through this list today, we are going to find another question. Okay, so we've got, um, to get started, is it better to do shorts or get straight into longer videos? I have a very specific, not overflooded niche um, combining fiber arts, mental health, and folklore. Okay, so um, when it comes to starting your YouTube channel with shorts or long-form content, the most important thing to think about is what is it I'm trying to do? What is it I'm trying to accomplish my YouTube channel? What's the thing that I'm trying to get out of my YouTube channel? What's the thing I'm trying to give through my YouTube channel? Like get all of that worked out and then that will let you know which one that you should be focusing on when it comes to, um, when it comes to your publishing schedule. Hey, T-Lock, hey, popcorn, bye. Hey, you guys wanna see popcorn real quick? So for those of you that don't know. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. You say hi, say hey everybody. Yep, say hi guys, say hey. All right, hey, you want to answer the next question? All right, so so popcorn's gonna be my my stream helper right now. T like just nung nati petung. Yeah, so so popcorn's gonna be my stream helper right now. He's actually gonna take the uh, he's gonna take the next question. So um so, so which one do you want to answer, buddy? You want to grab one out of here? Okay, here we go. Okay, so dance tastic um, besties says, hey Nick, I'm a gymnast channel. I have a hard time um, to post. How do I make sure that I get the same views? So the same rules apply to a gymnast channel that apply to a review channel. Or tell them, tell them, Popcorn. Oh, you're shy? Come on, tell them. Tell them. I've been teaching you all this YouTube stuff for nothing. Are you gonna, you're gonna be shy now? Come on, tell them. All right, he's not doing it. Okay, so um, let's see here. So, um, if you have a gymnast channel, um, um, the same rules apply to you that apply to all of the other types of channels. And the idea is that you need to, you know, make sure that you are serving a very particular audience. You need to make sure that um, that you are making videos about things that people care about and that you are, uh, you know, able to get them to click on those videos and then give them an awesome experience in the content. So if you haven't had time to make, um, to post, and then making sure that you get the same views, the way that you get the same views is by making content that is a as good of or a better experience than the content that you've made uh, previously. Normies to nerds, love your channel name. Says, um, let's see here. First time here, um, extremely valuable. Thank you. Actually, i put this on screen. Streaming available. Um, thank you. We'll be joining soon. Um, I'm a live streaming comic movie channel. Been streaming for the last four months. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm um, so glad that you're enjoying the stream today. So when it comes to live streaming, just a few tips that I want to give you, just because you dropped the super chat, 
And like I said, all of these super chats, like, um, you know, these are all going over to um, Owen's uh, GoFundMe um, after the stream today. Right now, um, mostly in part, thanks to um, Get Business Credit, that's an extra $508 um, at the time of me saying this. Um, but the um, uh, quick tip that I want to give you when it comes to live streaming, just because you've been streaming for four months, is when you are live streaming, make sure if you're not already that you're thinking about the replay. Because a lot of live streamers, people that stream on YouTube, um, you know, as the main type of content that they're putting out there, um, a lot of people will handle it like a live stream versus considering the, the long-term replay value of that content. One of the beautiful things that we have as YouTube content creators is we have the ability to publish something today. And it can be a live stream, it can be a piece of video content, and that continue to get daily views for years to come, okay? So that's a beautiful thing about YouTube. My very first video on my channel, it gets views, right? It gets views, not all the time, not it doesn't get crushed, but I mean, it still has views coming in, right? Um, and because of that, when you are live streaming, what you wanna think about is you wanna think about how can I blend this to where I can make it an awesome experience for the people that are participating live, but then I can also make it a really good experience on the replay as well. And when you can do that and you can kind of build that bridge between the two, then everything will go even faster with what it is that you're doing on YouTube. Because when you are live streaming it, those people are loving it. And then when you are, when you're not streaming, when you're not live, the people that are interested in, in comics um, or comic movies, when they click on that video, then in that case, you know, they come in right to a good experience. So one way that you want to do that is right when you start your live stream before anybody joins, um, as soon as your live stream starts, say something to hook the viewer. And you can do that in an easy way. Of course, there's other ways you can do this, but a really easy way to do it is say, today we're going to be talking about this. We're going to be, you know, covering this, sharing my thoughts on this, you know, whatever the thing is that you're doing in your live streams, um, like, you know, create that hook in the beginning to let people know what's going on and then start getting into it. Um, instead of, you know, like a lot of people that put these big countdown timers and, you know, they make this big event before the whole stream even starts, but that's cool for the stream. You know, if you want to take that approach, but when it comes to the replay, that just destroys the replay of, um, of, of live streams. So because of that, if you do use that type of thing, you want to go into the YouTube editor after your stream is finished, just as a heads up, you'll lose your live chat replay if you do this, but you go in, this is why you shouldn't be using those countdown trailers anyway. But you want to, um, but you want to go and you want to trim off that um, that count that countdown timer, anything at the beginning of the stream that isn't something of value to the people that um, that are that are coming in and interacting with your stream. Popcorn and naughty. That's right. That's right. I'm actually. Um, I was. I was talking to my girlfriend. We have to get him a little uh, Nimenati shirt because um, I think I have dog versions of that on on Spreadshop. Not sure, but I'll have to double check. But yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get him a little Nimenati shirt. So um, let's see here. So next up on our list here, we got Normies for Nerds taken care of. There. Let me scroll down the list. What's the best way to create an email list for new YouTubers? Where to start from? Great question. Who here is interested in like any type of like email? marketing related stuff. If, if you are just curious here to say me, I'm just curious, but um, a great way to get started is of course, you can use something like MailChimp. You can use something like active campaign. If you want to get, you know, really detailed into exactly what it is that you're doing, taking people through different, like if somebody, you know, takes a certain action on an email, then it splits them into a, you know, a different list, that kind of stuff. You can do all that in active campaign. Um, so that's another good place. And then of course, a Weber um, is another good choice for, um, for, uh, for email lists. But the idea is you're going to need the actual list itself. And then you're going to need some place where they can actually opt into that list. And that place where they can opt into the list is typically um, the uh, like a website 
um, that would be like around your YouTube channel name, for example. So if you have Advenjors as your channel name, if you can get Advenjors.com, then that would be the place that you would send people to um, for the actual, you know, for the actual, you know, opt-in. And on that opt-in, basically you can set that up within AWeber, ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, whatever it is that you use. And then you just embed that into the website. Um, so if you can't do it, maybe you can find somebody on like Fiverr or something like that to do it. Um, but it's pretty easy. Um, it's just, you know, copying a code, just like you're embedding a YouTube video, essentially. Uh, but you just copy a code, but you also want to build a little bit of a page around it, let people know what it is that they're going to be getting from that um, particular list that you're trying to drive them into. And then you also, you want to make sure that you are giving them a reason to want to join the list. So when it comes to an email list, like if it's just like, hey, you know, sign up for my newsletter to get my YouTube updates, not tons of value there. But if you're like, you know, hey, um, you know, like if, if I'm just saying this particular one because I'm thinking that you're doing something about just like adventure related things. So if it was like adventure stuff, it'd be like, you know, hey, you know, I share, you know, the best places to find the coolest adventures or, you know, to create the best experience for yourself, whatever, um, in this, you know, in this, you know, monthly newsletter that I do. Um, but you just kind of want to sell it a little bit in terms of, you know, the reason that they need to be going over there and you want to just provide something cool um, at, in exchange for their email address and for the ability to be able to continually contact them. Yeah, ConvertKit um, is another one as well. Thank you for that, Chantel. Um, but yeah, so there's, you know, there's a lot of different options out there for you, but essentially you need the, 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 the service and then you need a website to put it on. And then from there, you can do everything. Once you're getting those opt-ins, then you can do the rest of it through the email service that you use. Motivation theory running. What is up? Hope that you are doing great. Marcus Cipolla. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing great. Um, let's see here. Himbad says, when showing our screen, what are some most important info we must be careful not to show in streams and videos? Things that can easily be overlooked. It's a great question. I've never had this question before. It's a new one. Woo! New question. Love it. Okay, so um, um, when you're sharing your screen, things that you got to be careful of is um, on YouTube, you're not supposed to show your CPM. So if you do anything where you are showing your, you're sharing your screen, you're showing your analytics, you want to make sure that you blur out your CPM. Of course, Camtasia can help you with that um, if you're a Camtasia user. Um, in addition to that, you want to make sure that you're not showing um, anything related to any personal information, you know, that you might have like sitting like on your on your screen or anything like that. Um, any, you know, website login information, anything like that, you want to make sure that you're not doing that. If you do need to log into something, um, then in that case, you also want to make sure that you cover up like account names, you know, things like that. Anything that would give somebody that's watching that video, um, the tools that they would need to, to have a starting point to getting into your stuff, you want to hide all of that. Um, in addition to that, let's see here, what else would be easily overlooked? Yeah, really, that's that address information. So like, let's say, for example, you were showing people how to do something on Amazon, you clicked into your, uh, you know, the page where it shows your addresses. You want to make sure that you hide that, you know, as well. And um, let's see here, what else? Yeah, I think off the top of my head, like those are the main things. Um, you know, you want to hide your address, you want to hide your personal information, um, that sort of thing. And in addition to that, if you're doing any type of software tutorials, if you have anything that shows your serial numbers, um, you want to hide that as well because um, people can also take uh, people can also take that stuff. Um, okay, so as we keep on going down through the list here, we have could doing a Q&A help boost views and subscribers? The thing with doing just a general Q&A, like, you know, hey, come in and ask me anything. If it's not framed around anything, then there's no real like, you know, you got to have people that want to ask you questions and that, that want to hear answers. Um, so, you know, if you're doing a Q&A, if it is something that, you know, adds value to people, then it might help you get subscribers and views. But if it's just like, hey, I'm just going to sit here and uh, nobody, you know, nobody, um, you know, like 
like I'm just going to sit here and just answer just general questions for no reason. Um, then in that case, you know, I would, I would advise against doing that, um, you know, until you have like a substantially large channel to where people are asking you those questions anyway, then that would, that's a way that you can actually have a moment to where you curate all that information instead of having to constantly, you know, answer the same questions all the time. Uh, let's see here. So next up we have Lunar Sounds. Thank you for the um, super, super chat there chat. as well. And um, let's see here. If I create live streams with the same title and super thumbnail chat. every day, does that violate YouTube any YouTube policy? Technically, um, you might fall under um, repetitive content in that situation to where everything's exactly the same. If you're if that's the only content you're putting out on the channel, um, you might fall under that. So because of that, you know, I'd make sure that you're making, you know, changes or at least that there's some content in between um, to make sure that you are avoiding that specific situation. Um, but the same thumbnail, that's fine. But, you know, it's best practice. Like, you know, you want to, um, especially if you're trying to get the ball rolling, but it's best practice even for established people as well um, to like templated thumbnails are fine. Um, but, you know, you like if you rely on a template, then you're not really uncovering the things that people respond to most, right? And it's kind of the lazy approach. I do it with my live streams because this isn't meant to necessarily grow the channel. This is just meant to help you identify that this is something that, you know, that, oh, hey, Nick's live, right? So that you can just come in and join the live stream. Like, that's what this is for. This stream isn't meant to grow my YouTube channel. And I actually end up taking a hit. So I'll get views on this, um, but I, I always take a subscriber hit um, on my on my live streams. I, I take a loss every uh, every live stream that I do on subscribers. Um, let's see here. Graybeard Gift Tech says, Super I've grown my audience over the last year and I tried to really um, up my overall production value of videos. However, I struggled with thumbs and titles that are interesting but not clickbait. Thoughts? Yeah, so um, so if you are trying to make interesting thumbnails and titles, um, the idea is that one, you wanna try to make them as short as you possibly can in terms of the title. Um, you also wanna make sure that you are putting the thing that the that would matter the most to the viewer as close to the front as possible, If you even if you are making short titles, but especially if you're making long ones. In addition to that, one thing that I've been seeing a lot lately is that people are, um, th th there's like a, a thing where people, and I'm not sure where this where this started happening or why, but there's this thing to where people will have a title and it'll be like three different titles in one title, right? To where it's like, you know, hey, here's one title and then here's another title and then here's another title. I think it's maybe people trying to show up for like multiple keyword phrases or something like that, but the approach that they're taking is incorrect. <laughs> like there's a way that you can do that, but that's not it. Um, so because of that, um, just make sure that you are just writing one very specific title um, for your viewers. And really a great way to do that is if, depending on the, on the type of content that you make, of course, if you're on tech related content, which it looks like you are, um, one, uh, one thing to think about is your thumbnail and your title work together as a team to win the click. It's the way that I like to frame it, but they work together as a team to win the click. So when it comes to your title, what you want to do is you want to, we'll call that a, your package, right? So when it comes to your package, you have your topic title and thumbnail. So topic, that's what you actually make the video about your thumbnail is the thing that grabs attention, right? So because of that, you don't have to illustrate the whole story. This is everything that's going on in the video, but it's just like, Hey, this I'm using this to grab your attention. But then the title is something that can help support the thumbnail or just give more context to what's going on. So what you want to do is, you want to make that um, different different things that you can do. One is you can just make it clear, like this is what the video is about, and then try to add something compelling to the end of it. And by the compelling thing at the end of it, I mean something like a time limit or like a result, or um, it can be like a you know, like if you're on tech, it could be hidden features or things you didn't know, uh, you know, thing you know, things you might have overlooked, you know, that kind of thing um, on the compelling side. So it's a little bit clickbait seeming. 
But as long as you're delivering on what it is that you're that you're saying in your title, then it's not clickbait. It's just more compelling, right? So clickbait is when you're actually misleading people. It's not when you are you know just making something like super compelling. Um, so because of that. Um, you want to make sure that, you know, you're just looking at your title as a way to share more information. Professor Nails, what's up, dude? Um, to where you want to make sure that you're looking at it as a way to share information, but you're also just trying to be compelling, um, but you're just being honest as well with that compelling thing. So um, a, a few ways to workshop this is, let's say, that you're targeting like YouTube search with tech content. I'm going to guess that you're probably not, or maybe you have some of your content going out to YouTube search, but if you're targeting YouTube search, then in that case, it could be, um, you know, um, iPhone, iPhone 11 features, um, uh, iPhone 11, um, must know features that you probably overlooked, right? So then that way you have, um, you know, iPhone 11, um, in terms of the keyword that you might show up for, you have iPhone 11 features that you might show up for because it's part of that string, you know, that sort of thing that can help you show up in search. But then if it is something where you're trying to get on more homepages and suggested, you can use that same exact title because that would also be good for um, homepages and, and suggested videos as well. Um, but, you know, um, other approaches that you can take as well is, you know, um, uh, you know, iPhone seven, uh, you know what, actually, that's a great, that's a great package, actually. So, you know, in that situation, like using something like that for, you know, search, um, you know, and home and suggested, but what you want to do is you want to think of, okay, when I'm writing my title and I'm, and I'm putting my thumbnail together, when I'm putting this packaging together, um, I need to make sure that I'm being very clear with myself. Like, why would this be important to somebody? Why should somebody click on this if they did see it on the homepage? Because, you know, when you have people logging into YouTube or when they're watching other videos and they see your content, like, they're, they're not expecting to see what it is that you published. So they're just on there interacting as a user. So you have to be able to grab their attention. You do that through the imagery in your thumbnail, of course. And then, of course, your title itself is going to be the thing that helps put, push them over the edge. But in terms of clicking on it, right? But the idea is to just think, you know, how can I make this clear in terms of what it is that they're going to get out of this, in terms of what this video is about, but then how can I also make it as compelling as possible and do all of that in as short of a, of, of a title as possible? So when I'm writing titles, um, um, sometimes I can just nail a title on the first, on the first try. Um, but when I do nail it on the first try, I'll still write more titles just so that I can have more options. So I can make sure that I'm actually workshopping it and actually going through, can I make this shorter? Can I make this more compelling? You know, am I capitalizing the right words? <laughs> like how am I, you know, how am I, how am I, um, you know, wanting people to experience this title? Um, but you know, and sometimes though, it might take me 20 different titles on the same exact thing where I sit there and I just write the same thing 20 different times. And I just think, okay, like if, if this is what I'm going to make the video about, then, you know, how am I actually going to package this up? You know, in how many different ways can I, can I say this in a compelling way? And by doing that, you end up coming up with a lot of really good ideas because you force yourself, you know, as you're writing the title, instead of being like, Hmm, what should I title this video? This, that, the other thing. Okay, cool. That's what I'll do. Like when you actually are writing stuff down, then your brain starts to take over and help you out to where your brain's like, you know, hey, I haven't tried this yet. Hey, this word would be better here instead of over here. But if you're just writing it down um, and you're kind of brainstorming through your titles, write 20 titles. If that's what it takes to make a better title, write 15. If it takes you 40, then write 40 of them. Just open a notepad and start, you know, going through your titles. But, um, but when it comes to, um, you know, writing titles and getting your, uh, you know, getting everything to where people will respond to it most. In a lot of cases, just workshopping, you know, like how can I make this title better? This one's great, but is there a way that I can level this up, right? So hopefully that helped. It's a little wordy, but hopefully um, hopefully it helped. Um, let's see here. Super chat. Ty. Ty said what Ty said. 
says, thank you for all that you do and your wonderful uh, panelist, Nick. Um, I'm celebrating crossing 35,000 subscribers this week and $52,000 a month in ad revenue. High five and fist bump to you for crushing it. Nice work. Love getting love getting those feedbacks uh, when those happen. You know, just people reporting in like, yeah, crushing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Love, 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 love those. So, so thank you for that. Um, so your precision transmission says 190,000 growing strong in two years. You're doing awesome, actually. Um, we make educational and how-to videos on cars. Thank you for the informative videos. Um, any advice that you can give me? Absolutely. So when it comes to um, your channel, if you're already um, if you're already doing well, um, what I would do is um, like I, I don't know like what your level is. Like you have 190,000 subscribers, but I'm not sure like how you know like if you've actually like made that happen by like digging into your analytics or if you're just like, Hey, I know this is what people love and I'm just going to make this content because some people can do it that way. Um, but one, if you're, if you're the one of like, Hey, I'm, I'm just making good content. And people love it. If like, that's the, the, the path that you're on. Um, I recommend that you use the YouTube's grouping feature in your YouTube analytics to really start uncovering some interesting things with your content. Um, so for example, there's going to be certain, like if you're doing, um, you know, transmission related content, like educational stuff, oh, you're just doing educational stuff on cars. So then in that case, you might find that, you know, like, you know, people respond way more to brakes than they do transmissions or way more to transmissions than they do to clutches or, you know, like whatever it happens to be. But by using the grouping feature, what that allows you to do is it allows you to take um, content and categorize it in any way that you want and then compare it against other content sets. So by doing that, what you can do is you can just start putting content together based on, you know, view counts. You can start putting it together based on, you know, ones that have generated more subscribers. Um, you can do it based on ones that generated more ad revenue. And you can find all this in your stats just by, you know, sorting. If you can't sort it directly inside of YouTube analytics, you can um, actually export it right on screen into a Google Sheet. And then when it goes into Google Sheet, you can sort everything there. Um, but basically what you want to do is you want to go and you want to start uncovering what performance looks like on your channel in terms of the video content. And then you want to start uncovering and making theories against why you think certain content performed over other content. And then you want to start testing those theories with new content. Um, so basically the approach is you group content together and you figure out, you know, hey, people are responding in this way to this type of content. So for example, again, one group might be breaks, another group is uh, transmissions, another group is paint, another group is, you know, this. Um, and then you'll be able to start noticing, hey, this is, you know, this is what people are responding to more. We talk about things outside the car. People don't respond as much as when we talk about things inside the car or vice versa, right? But you'll start uncovering things like that. Um, but what you want to do is you also want to think about, okay, um, I'm growing to 190,000 subscribers, which is awesome. But if I'm also trying to generate more revenue, then in that case, I need to make sure that I'm also sorting in my YouTube analytics by the ones, by the videos that have the higher CPMs. And then I also start being intentional about making more of that type of content so that I can, you know, start driving the revenue up as well as creating that content that people respond to, you know, those types of things. So based on what it is that you're trying to do with your channel, I would really start using the grouping feature like crazy. And I would really start digging into your video content as well and start trying to do things like this. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how long you've been watching my content before, but I've made several videos on what I call a watch time trap. And the idea is simply, that's just my fun way to, to say, make it easier for people to find more of your content. <laughs> so what I mean by that is um, you want to make sure that you are intentionally linking videos together, that you're using series playlists in your content, that sort of thing. So as an example, let's say somebody comes in for a video about brakes on a specific car. 
or paint on a specific car, something else for a specific car, then in that case, you know, you want to make sure that you're linking in your end screen to, you know, another video on that specific car, but you're also linking that as a playlist. So they're going into an actual playlist instead of a standalone video. You want to make sure that you're pinning a comment linking to, you know, another relevant piece of content for that person, or even better, a playlist that would be relevant to that person that's coming in for, you know, information on a specific car. Um, in addition to that, you want to make sure you have links in your description, linking to additional content. You want to make sure your channel page is structured based around what it is that you're trying to accomplish on your YouTube channel. So for example, if one of the things that you're trying to do on your YouTube channels increase your ad revenue, then one, figure out which ones you get the higher CPMs on, and then also figure out like, hey, these videos are the ones that typically drive the most revenue based on the topic. And then you wanna say, okay, anything related to this topic, I'm actually gonna prioritize that on my channel page so that as people are flowing from my video content onto my channel page, the first content they're seeing is the stuff that I typically get higher ad rates for. And by doing that, then you're gonna be able to increase ad revenue um, just directly by, you know, by, by swapping around, um, you know, the structure um, of your channel page as well. Um, but you wanna start doing those types of things. Um, in addition to that, if you're not doing this already, you also want to make sure that you are being very intentional about the content that you are sharing out into your community feed and that you're using your community feed on a regular basis. So um, you want to have your polls going out for just general engagement, right? Just for people to interact with it. You want to have some images going out just for people to get some behind the scenes stuff so you can make sure that you're also growing the, the personality connection side of what it is that you're doing because that's really important as well. Um, but then you also want to make sure that you're sharing video content in your community feed on a regular basis as well. And by doing that, you're going to increase your, your overall view counts on your channel, your overall ad revenue on your channel as well, because those, those um, community feed posts, they show up on homepages. So because of that, you know, you want to make sure that you are sharing videos in there from time to time, but you're being intentional. So again, like if you're like, Hey, I'm trying to get 200,000 subscribers, then sharing out content that typically generates, you know, uh, that converts viewers into subscribers at a higher rate. That's the content that you want to share. Um, if it's content or if your channel, you're trying to get more ad revenue, then the videos that typically drive higher CPMs, you want to make sure that you're sharing that um, those videos out in your community tab because those are ones that are proven to generate higher CPMs, which will then result in you getting more ad revenue, you know, with each video that you um, that you share out as well. But basically, if we scale that back, the idea is you want to make sure that you're just making it easy for people to hop from video to video, and then you want to make sure that you're being intentional about the experience that they're having with the entire channel, and that you're also trying to intentionally pull them back in through the different features that YouTube has. Um, another thing that you can use as well, if you're not doing this already, to drive people into the content that you know is important for you to drive them into is um, in YouTube stories. They also have the option to share video content as well. So that's another one to where you can be like, hey, you know, I made this video about this. People really enjoyed this video. You know, there's a, you know, just click on this video, you know, right here in the story, you would say this, click on this video right here to check it out. And then, you know, the people that haven't interacted with that content yet, as they click into it and then they go into it, then they would get the ads or they would get, you know, that would be another one because stories also go in front of people that are not subscribed. So then in that case, you know, if you're trying to generate the subscribers, then you'd share one that's proven to convert subscribers at a higher rate. So then when you're sharing that story out, then they click on that. And then for the people that are not already subscribed, then, you know, those videos might convert those people into subscribers, that sort of thing. But what you want to do is you want to sit back if you haven't done this already and you want to say, this is what I'm trying to do with the channel over the next, you know, um, three to six months or over the next year. This is what I'm trying to work on the most. If it's getting more subscribers, getting more views, getting more ad revenue, whatever your thing is, driving sales off site, whatever. Um, but whatever your thing is, you want to say, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. Now, how do I, you know, structure everything and move people around my channel in a way that's going to help me get to that as soon as possible. So hopefully that, uh, hopefully that helped. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through this list, 
we've got boom um a mod super chat. says hey nick um apart from having my company name i write um um i write in design um do i really need personal branding and to brand my name and have a website with my name no like if you're doing everything around your company then your company can be the name like you're, you're fine there um like the thing is is like if you're if you're trying to build up the company brand then 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 put the efforts into building the company brand if you're trying to build the personal brand that's where you need to start making those changes and start you know building everything around the personal brand including the youtube channel um so because of that just figure out Am I trying to build the company here? Am I trying to build my personal brand? If you're trying to build the company, build it all around the company. If you're trying to build your personal brand, build everything around, you know, around you. Um, the, the, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. So like really think it through and think long term. Like, hey, if, if this is what I'm doing for the next, you know, 10 years, then, you know, then how is this going to play out if I build it around the company versus myself? What opportunities am I going to miss out on? What opportunities is this possibly going to bring to me? That kind of stuff. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list, if you have a question right now is a great place to, um, to drop it in the chat. So if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube first, give this video a thumbs up if you haven't yet. And then also go ahead and drop your question in the chat right now. Make sure you put a cue in front of it just so I can know that it is meant for me. And then it's not just a, a random side conversation so that I'm not sitting here reading stuff that wasn't intended for me. <laughs> okay, Joel on Crypto says, um, uh, what do you think is more important, channel authority in your niche or retention? Um, my videos with high retention um, don't perform good, 60% retention. I now have 4,000 subs and 30 videos. Um, it's not just retention. So when it comes to video performance, it's all the things. So, you know, it's your click-through rate, it's the actual, you know, complete rate of your video. Um, in terms of the people finishing the video, not just, you know, 60%, um, but it's the complete rate of your video. Um, the average percentage viewed also matters. Total watch time generated matters. So for example, you know, if you're getting 60% retention on a one minute video, you're not getting a lot of watch time per impression, but if you're getting 60% retention on a 20 minute video, you're getting a ton of watch time per impression, um, in that situation. So, you know, it's all of the things. So in terms of what's more important, it's definitely the uh, the response to the actual video content. That's going to get you way further than anything else. Authority is a thing. Um, and, you know, they are definitely, um, you know, they definitely track authoritativeness with a channel. That is a thing. Um, however, at the end of the day, the thing that causes that to happen and for you to become more authoritative is that you are not just making content on the same thing, but that you're also getting results from the content that you're making on that same thing as well. People are responding positively um, to what it is that you're doing. Um, let's see here. So, uh, let's see here. Um, in terms of the, uh, just one more thing that's to talk about too, is channel authority in your niche. Um, that's also an important thing as well, just when it comes to things like off platform. Um, so, you know, just like the authority in your niche in terms of like, you know, you being someone that's noticed and noteworthy in, in the space of content that you make, like there's tons of value in that as well. But in terms of like what actually makes things move on YouTube, it's the performance of the content. And by performance, I mean the topics that you choose to make content about and your ability to get people to click on those videos on those topics. And then also once they click on it, what's the experience that they have there? And that experience isn't just, you know, how far do they get through this video? It's also how much do people share this? How much do people comment on it? How much do people like it? Um, the people that did interact with this content when YouTube hits them with a survey that says, you know, hey, how did you like this video? Like, you know, how are those people ranking it? Which is something that we can't see from the outside, unfortunately. Um, but in addition to that, um, you know, you also have, you know, how often are people coming back to your channel? So, you know, if you publish videos and people are just hitting that one video and then never coming back to your channel again, well, it's going to be much more harder to gain that authority as the channel than if you have people coming back and watching video after video after video on a regular basis. 
Um, let's see here. So next up, um, what program can you recommend for YouTube banner picks? I'm having trouble trying to upgrade my channel art to fill the YouTube dimensions. Um, if you go to placeit.net, they have options for you over there. Um, in addition to that, if you just hop on Google and you do, um, you know, YouTube channel art template, um, somewhere you will see, I know my brother D has one on his YouTube channel. Um, but like somewhere there's a template that will actually show you the dimensions of exactly what you need for the sizing to be right. And um, when you um, when you find that one, you're going to see the actual size, they'll tell you. But with that, there's actually guides on there as well. So you can make sure that the thing that is important is right there, you know, in the middle um, compared to, you know, it being too high or too low to where it gets cut off on different devices. Um, let's see here. Next up, we've got, um, is taking a couple weeks break okay in YouTube or it affects the channel? It can affect the channel. So it's okay. And if you have like a search based channel, um, then of course, um, it's a little bit easier to do because then, you know, you have that search traffic coming through. However, um, you know, one thing that can happen is that, you know, if you're not, um, up, like if you typically upload like two videos a week, and then you drop down to like a video every two weeks. Well, what happens there is you don't have as much new content going out that's recommending the current content or recommending the older content. And then you can see like an immediate drop in just general recommendations. So that those recommendations can be from your suggested traffic, um, but you can also, in some cases, um, you'll notice a drop in your um, in your uh, your browse traffic as well. So yeah, so taking breaks is fine, but you just don't want it to be like too long, right? Um, let's see here. I think Roberto, I think was it Roberto that said he's going to make a video about this or maybe Brian G somebody, somebody, cause we were having that conversation behind the scenes. Um, we were just talking about, about that. And it was either Roberto or Brian G mentioned that they were going to, um, that they were going to make a video about that, um, sometime soon. Um, let's see here, Matt listening while mowing the lawn. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your lawn mowing there, Matt. Have a good time. Enjoy that smell of fresh grass. Love that smell. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Hybrid Steel says there's a template on YouTube. If you go to customize the channel art, take note of the dimensions and make it. Um, Chantel says Canva also has free templates as well. And uh, Digital Tools of Trade says YouTube banner art. You can use Place It, Vimeo, uh, or Bizme, sorry, or Canva, um, Vengage, and a few others. There's also some apps too. The, the problem with a lot of them is they don't tell you like the safe areas. Like, hey, you got to make sure you put something in here. Um, that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, um, with that... You know, I'm gonna lay this little dude right here just for you. I'm gonna put a little. I'm gonna put a little stormtrooper right here since I don't have that other camera on. I'm gonna put him right here on my roadcaster, just for you. There we go. So when we go to this shot, it's a little stormtrooper right here. You know, we'll make him a little bit more obvious. We'll put him right there. There we go. Okay. So um, hold on, I'm gonna align him a little bit differently for this curve. There we go. All right. So okay. So next up on our um, next up on our list, can you increase your CTR um, by working on the thumbnail on old videos by working on the thumbnail? Or once the video is too old, there's nothing that you can do to resuscitate it. You can absolutely um, increase your click through rate by modifying the thumbnail and title of older content. Without question, you can. But at the end of the day, um, it will continue to perform because, of course, you know, changing that, you know, YouTube will test it a little bit and it'll it'll perform, you know, it'll continue to perform as long as that change that you made is um, is a positive change. Then, of course, it can help the video perform better. If it's a negative change in terms of people responding to it less, um, then that can actually end up hurting um, how your video performs. So you got to be uh, got to be careful there. 
Oh, let's see here. As we go, go dumb TV. Thank you for the um, compliments on the um, on the setup here. I appreciate it. Roberto Blake in the house. He says it was Roberto. <laughs> What's up, dude? Hope you're doing uh, awesome. Says, um, Nick, can you tell me something about creating content, about storytelling, the arc, the hook, etc.? Many thanks. Yeah. So when it comes to when it comes to creating content, you know, story is definitely a part of it. Um, of course, that's more important in some niches than others, but in all niches, you know, it, it does make an impact. So when you go to tell when you're telling stories um, in your content, like one thing that it does is it, you know, it kind of pulls people through what it is that you're doing. And it also makes it, you know, interesting in terms of like you can like even if like in my content, there's a channel right now. He's crushing it. He's doing awesome. And I just want to give him some public props too. Um, the channel's called, I think it's called Film Booth but he's doing some really creative stuff, but you know, he's sharing like YouTube help related information, but it's, but it's all based around like stories. Like he's really good at storytelling and all that. Um, another um, example of this is if you watch Brian G Johnson's content, um, he also mixes a lot of story into what he's, what he's doing also with me. I, I, I just, I just go raw in terms of like, I'm just giving you the information that you want and I don't necessarily, you know, input stories. I'll put like little personal anecdotes in there. Um, but I won't, I won't, I don't necessarily go hard on, on story in my content. Um, my stuff is more about, you know, I'm just delivering the information to you because you know, that's ultimately, you know, like what you want. Um, but in terms of like channel performance and video performance, if I started interweaving, um, you know, stories into what I was doing more, I'd probably start getting more views on my videos. Um, but you know, like, I just want to give you like the no BS approach to like, you know, Hey, here's the information. So for me, that's the approach that I take. Um, but when it comes to, um, you know, storytelling and, 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 you know, uh, creating that type of content, um, you know, it's definitely effective and it's definitely something that, you know, if it does fit into the type of content that you're making that you should experiment with, um, um, you know, depending on, you know, the approach that you want to take personally. Um, but when it comes to storytelling, you know, like you have, you know, storytelling in a nutshell is you have a problem that you present and then you basically explain that you're going to be, you know, you have the problem that you present, you make it relatable to the, uh, to the viewer and you make it to where, okay, this is the problem. Um, this is how it relates to you. This is what we're actually trying to, you know, accomplish. And we're going to bring you through that journey. Right. And then part of the story arc itself is, you know, taking them through that journey as well. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if you are, you know, into there, there's a really good channel, um, story, Greenlight, I think, is the name of the channel. Um, Brian G, what's the name of his channel? I, I I lost it off the top of my head. Is it is it Story Greenlight, Channel Greenlight, something like that? Um, but he has he has tons of of storytelling um, content in terms of like the actual you know the 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 details behind um, storytelling. So I would definitely check him out if that's something that you're trying to improve on. Um, you you. Yeah, Brian G says Film Booth so good. Um, we got Roberto Blake also also saying, yeah, Film Booth is awesome. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but yeah, he's making some really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, let's see here. How do you come up with a name for your viewers? Because I can't come up with one. Um, so with this one, this is something that I recommend that you don't necessarily force. I mean, you can force it if you want. Um, but with this one, um, it's nice to just kind of let your community name themselves because then that makes that identification a little bit deeper. Um, so like with mine, you know, we have the Nimenati, um, but that came from, you know, like, like even knowing that, you know, having that, that name for the community is, is a very powerful thing. Um, even knowing that, and I wanted a name for a really long time, but it took, I think like two and a half years, um, for, for, for the Nimenati to, to actually, you know, to, for the name to actually, uh, show up. And that happened during a live stream. Um, uh, a viewer, Gord Eisman actually 
he was watching the live stream and my brother and I were actually talking about, you know, the power of that. And, uh, and we were like, Hey, you know, I'd love to come up with a good name. And, uh, and then, uh, Gord mentioned, you know, Nimanati. And then the chat was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then we were like, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, so that's what we rolled with, but yeah. So when it comes to coming up with the name, um, you know, like I would try to be unique as unique as you possibly can, because there's a million nations out there. There's a million squads out there. There's a million, you know, of those. So I would definitely try to come up with something that's a little bit unique and that just isn't, you know, worn out like, uh, like some of those names. Uh, let's see here. Just sort of weeks ago. Okay. Looking through chat, Ed Lawrence. There we go. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, where's my map? Yeah. So Ed Lawrence, yes, yeah, a really great channel. So like if, if you are wanting to, you know, see YouTube help content in story mode, um, he's a great example of that. And I really recommend that you go and, and watch um, his stuff. He's really, really good. <laughs> YouTube help in story mode. That's funny. Jeff Barch is the, um, is the other one um, for the, uh, for the channel green light or story green light, I think is the, uh, is the name of the channel story green light. There you go. Thank you. Fly ride. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I would like to have him on here um, sometime to talk to you guys, you know, in depth um, about um, about that side of things because it's it's effective. Um, so, you know, sharing that kind of information would also be, um, you know, would also be beneficial to you guys. Oh, let's see here. Brian G. Johnson, thank you so much for everything. I've learned so much from you and Nick says survival living. So Brian G. getting the love. Okay, next up, we've got Psycho Nation says I got monetized. I'm trying to increase my views. Is there places outside of social media that are good to advertise on? So here's, here's the thing, man, like focus on, I, I, by the way, I reviewed your channel yesterday as well, um, during the zoom call in the members, uh, live stream. So, um, that video is going to be posted on Monday. So you'll be able to see that on Monday. Um, gave you some really good pointers in there in terms of just like thumbnails and titling and stuff, um, and the actual video content. Um, so make sure that you keep an eye out for that in the members only group. Um, but in terms of, um, you just got monetized and you're trying to increase your views, do it on platform. Like right now, do it on platform. Like you're already doing okay. Um, of course, you know, there's things you can do better, which I talked about in that uh, review. But um, when it comes to increasing your views, best place to do it is right here on YouTube. Like if you just keep fine tuning what it is that you're doing and I gave you specific things. Like I told you, like I watched a part of one of your videos and I gave you some very specific things that you should start doing in your videos um, that will help you, um, you know, start increasing uh, what it is that you're doing. So um, so make sure that you watch that and make sure that you apply um, that information as well. But getting the, the activity on platform is gonna be the win. In addition to that, if you do have... Um, if you're like, you know, hey, you know, I've got, uh, you know, like these, you know, this Reddit community where they talk about, you know, this game that I'm playing. Um, if they accept people sharing video content in there, um, then in that case, you know, if it's a good fit for them and you share like a good tip or something like that, then, you know, dropping that in there is fine. Um, but I just, I would just focus your efforts on making better content. Um, because if you focus your efforts on making good content, then YouTube's going to do everything for you and you don't have to do anything externally, right? So if you just focus on, you know, learning how to serve the audience, then that will, you know, that will be enough. And that, that like here, like on platform, like that's where you can, you know, that's where most of your, that's where most of the juice is going to come from. Um, let's see here as we keep on going, when's the best time for a call to action, especially for new YouTubers. If you're a brand new YouTuber, put it at the end of your videos. So like one thing, one thing that, um, like I've made videos explaining to people how to effectively, you know, ask people to subscribe at the end and things like that, or at the beginning, because it's, it's effective if you do it, you know, at the right time, if you, you know, have your hook in there and all that stuff and you kind of build it up based around, you know, certain, um, details, but the, 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 the thing is a lot of people, like when I'm watching content, like this has even happened to channel members, right? Like we're looking at their, at their content 
And, you know, like they'll spend this big amount of time, you know, trying to do this thing um, without giving, you know, any hook or without, you know, making a reason for somebody to watch through that part of the video. So right now, what I recommend, if you're just getting started on YouTube, if you're just getting started on YouTube, just, just say me, because um, this applies to you as well. But if you're just getting started on YouTube, instead of trying to, to get in like your calls to action and things like that at the beginning of the video, save that for like the very end while you have in-screen elements up. And by in-screen elements, what I mean is you have those boxes that pop up at the end of your video to where you can click on those where the viewer can click on those, make sure that you are, uh, make sure that you, that you don't do any of your subscribe call to actions, anything like that until those boxes are on screen. And the reason for that is because if you're just getting started, the most important thing to do right now, instead of trying to think like, Hey, how can I get more people to subscribe? The most important thing to focus on is how can I make an awesome experience for the people that are watching my content? If you focus on making that awesome experience for the people that are watching your content, then then all of the other stuff is going to happen. And then that is where you start saying like, okay, now I'm getting consistent views. Now I'm having people consistently interact with my content. So now I can roll up my sleeves and I can start trying to test different places to put my calls to actions, different ways to say my call to actions, those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, you got to start by you know learning how to, how to make that content that the audience responds to. And if you can do that, then everything else is going to come, but then you can increase the rate that the other things are happening by, um, by, you know, um, um, experimenting once you have people responding to your content in mass. Oh, let's see here. Should gaming channels have affiliate associate links with Amazon? If no face cam is in use. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if there's anything you can do to monetize your content, I am 1000% in support of anybody that wants to monetize their YouTube content in any way. And the reason for that is because if you want to do YouTube, there are things that you got to pay for. Like, you know, even if you're not on camera, like if you're a gamer and you're not on camera and you're playing the game, you're still probably going to have a microphone. You got to buy that. Um, you got to, if your computer goes down, guess who's not making videos anymore if you can't afford a computer, right? But if you have been getting money from, you know, from affiliate revenue from Amazon or from YouTube ads, whatever it is, and then your computer goes down, totally different game because if you've been saving some of that money, then now you have enough money to replace the equipment that you need in the event that the equipment that you have goes down. So then you can keep on trucking and you can keep doing your thing. Um, so because of that, um, I definitely recommend that you, that you monetize in any way that you can from your YouTube channel, even merch, you know, go to spreadshop.com and, you know, set up a merch store. Um, you can, you can upload designs, uh, you know, yourself that you make, if you can make them yourself, if you don't know how to make them, you can go on Fiverr for five bucks a pop, have somebody make a, a t-shirt design for you based around your logo or more. If you want to generate more income, you can have it based around your logo or you can have it based around things that your community, people that are into the games that you're playing, you can't have the actual game logos. You can't have the game characters, but the, if there's any like catchphrases that you use on your channel or just anything related to that game that you can kind of, you know, mention like, Hey, this is some that the people playing the game will know, right. To where it's like, Hey, these are things that, you know, people commonly say about this game um, to where it's something that, that your audience will respond to in terms of like things that they find funny or clever. Um, if you make con make some merch around that as well. Um, I recommend that you do merch and that you also do the um, Amazon Amazon associates. Um, let's see here as we keep on going. So next up, I'm going to pull this one out of the form here um, just to make sure that we get through some more of these from Zeppelin 3D says that they do a 3D printing channel. That's awesome. Says, um, let's see here. The goal of the channel, it's devoted to exploring 3D printing, covering all things from printing materials and design to consumer level and industrial um, additive manufacturing machines. I aim to make 3D printing simplified. Boom. I hope that's in your channel art. 3D printing simplified. Question. 
When starting out, um, what did you find helped keep you on track and focus? Drive. So for me, when I was first starting out, um, I was trying to transition from one thing into another thing. And because of that, um, you know, like I've been, I've been working for myself in some capacity since I was 19. So, you know, I, I understand um, deeply in my core, I understand that in order to make anything work that you have to, you know, dedicate to it, you have to be focused, you have to, you know, make sure that you're doing all of the things needed in order to, you know, to reach success in that thing that you're doing. And because of that, you know, I took that past life experience and I was like, okay, this is something I'm going to be serious about that I need to make sure that I'm, you know, using like right out of the gate. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go out and get a good camera. Um, I'm going to get a good microphone. Like, if I'm going to try this, I'm going to give myself the best possible shot in making this work out. So, you know, I, I made sure that I had, you know, good camera, good lighting, good microphone. Um, and the lighting that I had, it wasn't like fancy lighting. It wasn't like the stuff that I have now. It was like these can lights with like light bulbs in them. Um, but, you know, I just made it to where it looked good in terms of the actual lighting itself. Um, you know, learning how to edit videos better because I knew a little bit of how to edit videos, but learning how to edit videos better. I made sure that I, you know, worked a lot on those skills um, and making everything look, you know, as good as I could, just so I could give myself the best possible chance. Um, but when it comes to, you know, just being, um, staying on track and focus, it's really important um, to have some type of goal, some type of thing that you're trying to accomplish. Because if you have that thing, right, it can be anything. It can be, you know, a view count, a subscriber count. It can be a dollar amount. It can be a amount of comments amount. It can be amount of likes amount. It can be a email from a viewer. Like, hey, I'm going to keep making just content and content, content until it resonates with people so hard that people are sending me emails talking about how much my content has impacted them. If that's your goal, then in that case, you print out uh, like a like an email thing or something like that. You put it on your wall and you look at it every single day and you're like, hey, I'm trying to get that email. And in order to get that email from you know somebody that I've heavily impacted, I need to make sure that I'm showing up every day and I'm working on this thing that I'm trying to accomplish. Right. So like when you have that that goal in place and you're like, this is what I'm trying to do and you make yourself accountable for it in terms of like, ah, it's not like a uh, maybe, you know, I'll do that. But you're like, hey, no matter what, I'm showing up every day and I'm working on this. If I only have an hour to work on it, then I'm going to work on it for an hour. If I only have 10 minutes, I'm going to work on it for 10 minutes. If I've got, you know, a free day, I'm spending that whole day trying to make this thing happen. Right. <laughs> so, so because of that, you know, I would definitely, um, you know, just make sure that you're attaching, you know, a goal to it. So like, for example, cause you're teaching people about 3d printing. Like if you, and by the way, um, I don't think I've seen your channel yet in the, um, in the members group. So, um, make sure that you, that you share it in that list in terms of, um, you know, us looking at the channels. Cause you know, 3d printing is cool. I'd love to just check out what you're doing anyway. Um, but make sure that you, um, that you share that in the group, but, um, uh, or that you put it in that list, um, of where we're looking at channels, if you want any feedback at all. Um, but basically, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you are, you know, attaching a goal of some kind to what it is that you're doing. It's best if that goal is not attached to a view count or subscriber count. Some people will just attach it to that anyway, but those things fluctuate. They can fluctuate so hard just based on the performance of like one video um, that that because of that, you know, when you, when you pin like, hey, this is what I'm trying to accomplish based on just a subscriber or a view count, um, sometimes it can get really discouraging and frustrating for people. So because of that, trying to, you know, have something else bigger that you're trying to accomplish that the views and subscribers are going to help you get to, um, that can often be a larger uh, driver than just like a view and subscriber count. But with that said, you know, like, hey, I'm going to, you know, one of the goals is that I want to consistently hit, you know, a thousand views within a 24 hour period or a thousand views within a week or a thousand views within the first hour or whatever that thing is. Um, and because of that, I have to learn how to keep getting better and better at making content and getting people to click and so on. So, you know, if that's the thing that you're after, 
then you know then you're going to continually strive to make everything better so that you can hit those marks so you know i would just get very clear on what it is that you're that you're trying to accomplish and then and then the motivation should come from that and another thing too um just a quick side note you know for everybody that's in that situation where it's kind of like you know hey i'm having trouble st you know staying motivated and focused is you know when you do have that goal on on what it is that you are trying to accomplish with your youtube channel and and this might be part of the thing so you know zeppelin 3d you say you know the goal right now is focused on um on content and getting one quality video out a week that's a great start because then you're accountable every week right so it's, that's a fantastic start and then you're focused on you know, like making the content which then was going to help you like if you're putting out 52 videos a year that's 52 chances of having a good video that's also 52 times that you have you know flexed your skill or that you've you know expanded your skill so so you know so that's a good one um but you know the idea is if you have very clear goals on what it is that you're trying to accomplish overall on your YouTube channel, um, that can also be make everything else easier in terms of like content decisions. Um, in the future, you know, like for those of you that are just getting started, like, you know, a lot of you, like some of you are going to quit, unfortunately, but a lot of you, um, you know, like you're going to, you're going to end up, you know, working with sponsors and, you know, you're going to end up getting all these just amazing opportunities and you're going to have opportunities presented to you as well that, you know, that you might not want to take or that you'll sit there and struggle with. Like, I don't know if I should do this or not. And, you know, for those opportunities, if you know exactly what it is that you're trying to do with your YouTube channel, then when those opportunities present themselves, it's not a struggle because then it's like, okay, does this fit into what it is that I'm trying to do and how I represent, you know, myself and my, my brand? If the answer is yes, then, then, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah, this is a good fit. Um, if the answer is like, eh, I don't know, then it's like, okay, well then that's clearly not a good fix. It's not going to help me accomplish this. It doesn't, you know, represent me in a, in a, in a positive way. Um, so, you know, just by knowing what it is that you're after, um, you know, that by itself can make a big difference. Um, primetime KDX, congratulations on your 60 subscribers. High five and fist bump to you. Um, let's see here. I'm very active on the Husky community, but does not translate into more views. Just my two cents. I have almost 600 subscribers on my Facebook group. Yeah. So Facebook groups, um, getting them to convert over into viewers, um, is definitely something that can be difficult. Um, I know that, um, I think Brian G is the person that has tested his Facebook group. He's got, I think, uh, I think he's like 20,000 or I don't even know. He's got a, a ton of people in his Facebook group, but, um, but basically, um, with his Facebook group, like his conversions, even though it's like, you know, it's his audience that's there, like his, um, his conversions when he shares a video there is relatively low. And it's people that, you know, that enjoy Brian's content and people that are trying to learn how to grow their YouTube channel, stuff like that. But his conversions are low when he shares content there. Um, and you know, when it comes to getting people to, you know, hop from one platform while they're there, like they log into Facebook because they want to be on Facebook. Now you're trying to take them over to YouTube, right? So the the way that embedding yourself in the community is beneficial is let's say your scenario here where you're talking about whiskey. So if you're talking about whiskey and you're in the whiskey community, it's not necessarily translating into more views right now. However, being in the whiskey community, being an enthusiast yourself, um, but but interacting with the community will help you keep in tabs on, hey, people are talking a lot about this particular brand right now. People are talking a lot about, you know, this particular, you know, part of whiskey right now or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know the details of it. Um, but, you know, like people are talking, you know, this way about this thing a lot, or people are talking, you know, um, about this blend. I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you know, cause you're in the whiskey space, so you know, um, but you know, like, you know, like people are talking about, you know, this thing more than they typically do. So because of that, you know, maybe I should make a video about it because, you know, just people are more interested in this right now, or at least the groups that I'm running in, they're more interested. So because of that, let me make a video about it and let me share that one in the Facebook group and see if some people will hop over from there. Um, but the idea is 
of embedding yourself in the community is to better understand who it is that you're making content for. Because, you know, there's, there's different people. Like there's people that drink whiskey because, you know, that, because it's like, Hey, I'm just going to drink whiskey. But then there's people that are like enthusiasts that are, you know, that are just going for very specific things with it. Um, they're not necessarily just trying to get trash. Right? They're, they're like, you know, Hey, I'm going to, you know, drink this. And you know, there's, there's something else there. Um, so because of that, it just helps you better understand the people that you're making content for. And when you have a really good understanding of the people who you're making content for, it's way easier to get them to click on stuff. It's way easier to come up with video topics that they'll resonate with that sort of thing. Um, so it just helps you better understand your audience more than anything. Um, let's see here as we keep on going through the list. Expat foreigner doing business in the Philippines. That's a long channel name right there. Woo. Um, let's see here. We're practically neighbors. Philippines is awesome. I'm not in the Philippines. I'm in Thailand, but like, uh, yeah, Philippines is great. Uh, let's see here. Um, do you think that this channel name may be detracting from my channel subscriber counts being memorable or sounding bad? Yes. So, um, being memorable, even you have the 2020 on there. It's not bad. But yeah, um, um, the name isn't that memorable, um, I don't believe. In terms of it affecting your subscriber count, absolutely not. Um, um, but in terms of being memorable, that's what's more important than anything. In terms of being memorable, yeah, I think this one's um, a little bit, um, I, would, I, I would make an update to try to come up with something that's a little bit easier to, uh, to share. So like, for example, you know, the problem here is like, let's say I watch one of your videos and then I hit up my brother D and I'm like, hey, dude. Check out this, check out this, um, you know, there's, or let's say we're at a coffee shop and let's say whatever, for whatever reason, the internet's not working and I can't find it on my phone. And I'm like, you know, Hey D man, there's this channel I was watching, you know, it's, it's about, you know, this and, uh, uh, the name of it is, uh, it's like G something 2020. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a really good channel. When I get home, I'll share the link with you or when I get internet, but then, you know, by the time you actually get home and stuff, you kind of forget. So because of that, just trying to come up with something that's really easy to remember is definitely, um, advantageous. Let's see here. White Tiger says I need an editor. Um, so we actually offer, we have a video editing service called VidCharge. Um, it's not, you know, it's not cheap. We're not Fiverr, but, um, but we have a, um, a, a video editing service. Um, if you are interested in that, you can go to VidCharge.com. There's a link to that in the description. Um, let's see here. I'm a firm believer in giving everyone a nad of respect for taking time out of their day to watch your videos. Absolutely. You know, like, like, you know, when people are, um, you know, when people are interacting with your content, absolutely. They could be watching anything on YouTube. They could be doing anything else, but instead they're there watching your content. So, you know, that respect, in my opinion, um, that respect, the way that a great way to demonstrate that respect is by not wasting their time. So, you know, when we watch, you know, when we watch YouTube videos, there's just so much garbage content out there. I mean, it might be great content, but, but in terms of some of the filler stuff that's added in there, it just wastes so much time. You know, like with all these intros and you know, all this stuff, it's like, you know, just just helping the viewer have a cool experience and respecting their time, in my opinion, is a great way to respect them for for watching your videos um, in return. Hey, me too, Chantel. Chantel said, "Dreaming of the day that um, that um, that him and uh, D can sit together at a coffee shop." Yeah, me too. Yeah, we actually spent quite some time on a call today, um, actually. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through our list, I'm going to hop in here to the form really quick and we're going to, we're going to grab another one out of here. So, um, next up on our list, we have Drew Project. Drew Project says they do, um, music, they do acoustic cover song videos. The goal is to go full-time and work only on YouTube, 
Question. Um, I recently asked you about making um, behind the scenes and or how to film, how I film videos for my small YouTube channel, 78 Subs. You suggested that I focus on getting some momentum first. I'm consistently publishing new content weekly, music videos filmed with moving cameras, sliders, lights, different. Okay, nice. But the views aren't there yet. Um, I really feel like I'm missing something. I uh, messed up the algorithm big time um, for months ago, though. Um, videos where I explain how I film myself, how to felt like a good idea, which Daryl suggested to that channel in my niche um, in an old video because apparently music is amongst the hardest niches on YouTube, anything that you can spare. Yeah, so um, so other things that you can do as well. So like the behind the scenes um, stuff is okay, but if you do behind the scenes content, you wanna make it you know about you and the process that you're going through, but also try to introduce like a unique value to that um, so that you know the people that you are connecting with, it's not that they're necessarily coming to learn from you, it's that they're coming there to get the experience of you um, and whatever value that you give to them. Um, that can be, you know, rough songs that you're working on, you know, kind of rough, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here, you know, this is how I put this song together, you know, type of thing. And then, you know, like I mentioned earlier here on the stream and then have, you know, when you're actually putting out the music itself, um, that's when you have like, you know, a bigger thing around that because you can build that up over the course of those videos. Like, hey, you know, next week, I think, or maybe the week after we're going to be dropping the new, the new video, we're coming along on it, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, doing those types of things is definitely advantageous. But another thing is, um, you know, if you can hop on trends from time to time um, in the music world. Um, that is, that's definitely something that's effective. Now, when you do that, you're probably gonna get a copyright claim. Um, however, um, if you make a really good cover, like those types of things can be what puts your channel on the map in terms of, you know, like you go from like, hey, nobody knowing, you know, knowing who your channel is yet, to like all of a sudden now you have tons of people interacting with the channel because you're making something that, something they love and a lot of people start sharing it, right? So if you do a cover, make sure that it's epic and make sure that you're doing something really unique because everybody will do like an acoustic cover of a song. Everybody will do a vocal cover of the song, but you know, trying to, cause you mentioned using unique instruments and stuff. Like if you can do like a cover in a very unique way, but make it awesome. Um, you know, those are the types of things that will, you know, that can definitely help you um, get an edge as well. Um, let's see here as we keep on going through the list and I'm actually going to share a link here just in case any of the homies want to come on and answer some questions as well. I'm pretty sure that my brother and Daniel, actually I know for a fact that my brother and Daniel are going live on the uh, StreamYard channel here in a little bit as well in like an hour and 15 minutes, I believe hour and a half. Um, let's see here. So uh, as we keep on going through this list, I'm going to pop into the question again to the form. That was a good question though, on the music stuff. Okay, so next up we have L&D Home says that um, they do home-related DIYs, cleaning, home projects, etc. The goal of the channel is to build a community and share creativity. The question, thoughts on playlist names, husband-wife duo, husband wants a playlist called L&D Garage for outdoor and building videos. Will people resonate with that playlist title? It's not necessarily about people resonating with the title. It's about making it clear what, what kind of videos they're going to get. So when you are putting a playlist title together, like if the L&D Garage doesn't do anything in terms of give context to people that might see that playlist, then, then there's no reason to put it. Um, but if it is, you know, like outdoor um, and building videos, then in that case, you know, that particular playlist at least give context to where it's something about outdoor and something about building. But, you know, ultimately the idea is you want to think, okay, 
the people that are into our type of content, how can we frame this in a way to where if, if this playlist were to show up in search or this playlist were to be recommended next to another piece of content on YouTube, because playlists do get recommended, um, to where if they see the title, just like a video, that this would be something interesting for them and that they'd want to click on it. But like the LNG or the LND doesn't doesn't give context, really. So um, so because of that, I would definitely just, you know, build it around the people that you're trying to reach, not building it around um, you necessarily. One step. Thank you for the super chat. Just a heads up, just super a reminder, chat. all the super chats right now, we're at $576. All the super chats that are given during this live stream um, are 100% going to the GoFundMe that is at the that is pinned at the very top of this stream right now. The GoFundMe is for a friend of ours um, in the YouTube space here. A lot of you know him already. His name's Owen Video. He comes on the stream from time to time as well. Um, he got diagnosed with stage four cancer and it's inoperable. This is actually his second bout with cancer. And because of that, he's taking, um, he's going through alternative methods of, um, of, you know, treatment and it's expensive and all of that. And, uh, because of that, you know, we all came together and we're trying to, you know, bring some attention to that and we're trying to help. So because of that, you know, if, um, if it comes in a super chat format, or if you want to donate directly through the link that's pinned to the top of the chat right now, um, then you can also definitely do that. Um, but basically what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring, you know, awareness to that. We've been pushing pretty hard on it um, in terms of, you know, trying to bring um, attention to it. Currently, it's over 100,000, but we're trying to get it to 150. Um, and then that's the cutoff for that. So if there is anything that you can, um, you know, spare to help Owen, then um, then definitely do so. Like I said, you can do it through Super Chat here if it's easier, or it's actually better if you do it on GoFundMe because on GoFundMe, it, like he gets it all here. Um, he's still going to get it all, but I'm actually covering the the percent that YouTube takes. So, um, so because of that, um, you know, it's much better if you do donate directly on the um, on the GoFundMe page. So, let's see here. So, uh, let's see here. Is it generally better to focus on a single topic, single game, place, etc., um, or be broad and do a lot within a niche, shooter games, racers, etc.? Both can actually work out. So, when it comes to um, gaming, um, getting started on one video um, can be advantageous because then. What you start doing is when you publish that one video, um, the next video that you publish, the people that enjoyed that first video can also enjoy that second video and so on. However, if you start diversifying right out of the gate, then what can happen is let's say that you have a racing video that takes off. Well, then if that racing video takes off right out of the gate and then you start publishing, you know, like uh, Call of Duty content for a while, then in that case, you know, that racing content is being a primary driver of traffic to the channel, but you're publishing Call of Duty content. And because of that, like they're, the Call of Duty people are like, hey, you know, like... I'm enjoying this Call of Duty content, but you're publishing Call of Duty content. You're publishing some like Rainbow Six. You're publishing some Fortnite. You know, you're you're putting out a bunch of stuff. So the people that are hardcore into the games, like they don't have like an actual resource out of your channel yet. Ultimately, you want to get things to the point where people are coming in and they just want to watch you play everything. Um, however, that part's going to lean on your personality. But in addition to that, um, you also um, you also want to make sure that you give yourself the best shot out of the gate. And the way to do that is, is of course, by focusing in on a specific game or, or you know, a specific game or place. Um, but the other approach with that is you can absolutely, if you have a bunch of games that you're like, hey, I could play this game for a while um, and make YouTube videos about it for a while. The other approach that you can take is something that YouTube recommends as well. If you make a YouTube channel, but you don't really know what it is that you want to do. And that approach is the throw everything at the wall approach. <laughs> and when it comes to the throw everything at the wall approach, the idea is that you're like, okay, I love making, I love playing racing games. I love playing, you know, Call of Duty. I love playing, you know, Grand Theft Auto, that kind of stuff. So because of that, I'm going to make a channel. I'm just going to put all these different games on there. 
And then as soon as I have one take off and it starts doing better, exceptionally better than the other, let's say you typically get, you know, 50 views a video. And then you have that one that gets like a thousand views or 5,000 views or 10,000 views. Then in that case, double down on that game for a while and just make content around that game because those people are coming in because of that game. So you want to continue to serve that particular audience that's coming in from that game um, to just generate some serious momentum on the channel. Then once you have that serious momentum, there's going to be a, a, a portion just based on, on scale, right? There's going to be a, a portion of that audience to where if you do have a racing game, they're also going to be interested in racing games. Um, you're going to have a portion of that audience to where if you do a you know battle royale game, they're also going to be interested in that. You're going to have a portion of that audience that will come in and just watch anything that you publish. So, you know, so then you'll be that will open you up um, and have a little bit more freedom that way as well. So, you know, the idea is, you know, giving yourself the best start. And then once you get some serious momentum going, you start to grow your community. Um, then that's when you can, you know, start testing additional content and see how they respond to it and that kind of stuff. Um, started a homestead channel. Thanks for your help, bro. Little Tales Farm. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate super it. Chat. And congratulations to you for starting the uh, homestead, homestead channel. Nice to see that. Okay, let's see here. As we keep on going through this list here. My podcast, I added a video. Does it matter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if you if you have a podcast and you're uploading content to YouTube, I really recommend that you have video con that you have video content. Reason for that is because if somebody wants to listen to a podcast, they can listen to it anywhere. But for the people that want to listen and watch, see the person behind it, that kind of stuff, then you create that experience for them as well. So if you have a podcast, you know, if you can have video, and I mean, technically, it can be anything, you know, like you can have the video to where, you know, if you look at like Jocko Willing's podcast, um, you know, it's just like him and like black and white, and there's like different camera shots and stuff. Um, but it's like a pretty basic setup. Um, but it's really cool the way that they do it. Um, you know, other things that you could do as well um, is you could even do something fun to where it's, you know, just like this, right? And then you have like your podcast set up, you know, here you got your mic and it's just like an overhead shot. If you don't want to like actually be on camera, then it's this and they can actually see something going on. They see the personality behind it. Um, you know, you can do that kind of stuff as well. But, you know, if you're uploading to a video platform, like it's, I mean, if we call it what it is, I mean, it's a, it's a primarily a video platform, but, you know, like I listen to to music on YouTube constantly, um, so, you know, so it's a music, you know, it's an audio platform as well. So like, I'll listen to music from people that are in videos. I'll listen to music to where it's just the actual, like, you know, like a thing with like a little music, uh, thing in the middle of it that moves, um, like a little EQ thing that, that kind of moves around. Like I'll listen to those. There's also like all the lo-fi stuff. There's like Zen Buster music, like Roberto has where he's got some, uh, where he's got some, you know, like that, uh, like the, it's like the lo-fi girl, you know, type of, um, you know, animation thing that's going on there. Like I'll just listen you know, to stuff, the same exact thing for podcasts. People will listen on YouTube too, but since it is a primarily a video platform, if you can kind of build that bridge with adding, you know, video content, um, if you have that ability and you're like, okay with being on camera, um, then I would definitely do that because then that also helps build the, the visual side of, of what it is that you're doing as well. JC and Cali West, uh, West coast connection says we do mob cartel stories from our former lives, hit a thousand subs, 4,000 hours in three months. High five, fist bump, you're crushing it. Says, now we need a focus. Um, Franzine helps kids. Um, first time here. Yeah, so um, so yeah, congratulations to you for, um, for you know, getting 1,000 subs and 4,000 hours in your first three months. You're doing fantastic. You're off to a fantastic start on YouTube. So just keep, you know, keep crushing um, in, terms of, uh, in terms of that. You say, now you need a focus. Like if, you're, if your focus, 
like if you're already making content about like your your past life and your past life and people you know enjoy that content then leaning into that you know and making more content you know around that type of thing is definitely the path because that's what got you you know a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours in, in three months so i would make more content like that without question um let's see here daniel patel in the house what's up dude hope that you're doing fantastic Nice to, uh, nice to see you in here. So, you know, one thing I, since Daniel's in here, you know, one thing that I want to mention here really quick for those of you that, you know, that have been giving me props on the, um, on, on Owen's, um, event that we did, like, you know, Daniel, like he, he's the glue that held all that, that, that held that thing together. Like, um, you know, like all the stuff that he's been doing behind the scenes to move that forward has just been off the charts. Like he's put in so much time and, and effort into that. Um, I would, I, I think it's safe to say that Daniel has given more than most of us have in terms of, you know, time and effort into this. Um, and he's also, you know, matched a lot of donations and things like that. Like he's absolutely just, um, he's absolutely just crushed it, um, on this event. Like if I ever, you know, do anything like that, that I'm like, you know, Hey, I need help with something like he's the dude. <laughs> so, so I just wanted to, you know, make sure that, uh, that you guys uh, know that, uh, as well. Okay. So, um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we have, um, let's see, um, a girl in her passport says that they do travel and expat content. Um, the goal of the channel is to help people travel better in Greece and help them if they are moving to Greece. And the question I'm looking to increase my click through rate. I'm not sure if it's my thumbnails or if it's my titles that are keeping it low. Well, it could be your thumbnails. It could be your titles. It could also be the topics of the videos that you're making. So when it comes to the things that impact your, your click through rate, um, competition, is one things in terms of, you know, other people, you know, you competing with a lot of other people for the same topic. Um, it can also be, um, your, your thumbnail of course, and it can also be, you know, the title, um, of the video as well. But a lot of people overlook the topic, right? Like the topic, like if you don't come up with a good topic and, and think to yourself, like, you know, Hey, this is something that, um, this is something that, uh, you know, my, the people I'm trying to reach are going to love. Um, and that, you know, people are interested in at scale. Like if you're, if, if, if you're not thinking that approach when you're deciding on what videos to make, then right out of the gate, you know, you can be impacting your click-through rate. Um, so, uh, so, you know, you want to make sure that when you're coming up with your actual video ideas, the topics, the things that you're going to be making your videos about, um, you want to make sure that those things are, um, are things that are, that are popular in the space that you're trying to make or just something like people don't have to have made the video before. But what I mean is that, that you have to think like, okay, this is, if we're doing um, travel and expat content, then in that case, we need to make sure that we're making content. That is, you know, something that, that is a very high interest to a lot of expats or a lot of travelers. Um, let's see here as we keep on going through our list, we've got Joel on crypto. I think we answered this one already. Let's find out. Yep, we already answered his. This is the one about, um, do you think it's more important channel authority in the niche or audience retention? So yeah, we got that one taken care of already. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right, right now. Okay, Kareem Adib says they do creator education, goals to help creators grow their audience um, and create a business around creator growth. The question, I don't know who my audience is exactly and whether to, um, to go super niche or not. Hold on. So if you're trying to help creators grow um, and use their um, audience later on to create a business around growth, then you should know who your audience is. So just a quick side note there, like if, if that's what you're doing and that's what you're trying to do with your channel, then then you should know, you know, who it is that you're that you're that you're trying to reach because, you know, you're going to be needing to tell other people that same thing. 
But anyway, um, and whether you go super niche, any tips to finding that target audience and knowing who exactly to speak to in my videos or would it benefit me the most um, from? So, okay, so here's the thing. Like when it comes to the people that you're trying to reach, if you're trying to help creators grow and use their audience later to create a business around their creator growth, then what you're looking for is you're looking for content creators on any platform that are trying to um, generate a business or trying to grow a business around whatever it is that they're doing on social media. Um, so that is who your target audience is at the extremely broad level. Now, of course, you know, you can get into the nitty gritty here with this, um, you know, in terms of, you know, specific platforms, specific age ranges, specific, you know, types of content. So for example, you know, you're going to serve like cooking creators that are trying to, you know, monetize what it is that they're doing. You're trying to serve, you know, people that are just trying to make money off of YouTube ad revenue. Are you trying to serve people that are using YouTube for more of a, of a marketing thing to where they're also sending people into email lists and that sort of thing? Like, you know, narrowing down in that way um, will also be advantageous for you. So what you need to do is you need to sit back. You need to think like, okay, like who is it that I'm actually trying to help here? And where is it? that I'm trying to catch them. So for example, you say you're helping creators grow um, and use the audience later on to create a business around creator growth. So are you trying to help people that are just getting started and then they're trying to, and you're trying to kind of help them along the way, or are you trying to catch people a little bit further in the, in the journey where they have, you know, a little bit more experience to where you can use um, just normal language, um, you know, like industry lingo and stuff when you're communicating, or do you need to remove that type of stuff because you're reaching, you know, people that are more new, um, you know, like those types of things. So you want to figure out like where in the journey you're trying to catch people to. Um, but, you know, you really want to dig into, um, you want to dig into that type of thing um, and be very specific about, you know, the business around channel growth, like what kind of business around channel growth, who exactly is it that you're trying to reach to help them um, turn their, their content into a business. Um, let's see here. Daniel Patel says, got to know what your channel is about, who your target audience is, why they would want to watch your channel. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Three W's. Love it. Um, so let's see here. Construction cronies. What's up, man? I see you in here um, a, a minute ago um, as well. I saw you pass here in the, uh, in the chat. Says, um, my goal is to create a community around the construction industry and build a place workers can come together and discuss the challenges and systems we use. That's pretty cool. Um, I am training workers to be the best they can in their trade and help them to understand this complex business. The question, I do a lot of live streaming, so I unlist my old streams. If you do unlist streams, you do um, a bunch all at once or should I space it out over time so I don't have a big dip in analytics? My old streams don't get a lot of views, so would it really matter? This is something that I've been juggling for years when trying to decide what to do. Keep in mind, when you do remove those videos, you remove public view counts and public watch time. Um, so because of that, if you are in the partner program, you want to make sure that um, that you you know are still going to be okay if you do that, that you don't end up going into the red, <laughs> so to speak, or the black. Um, so, uh, so because of that, just make sure that that's okay. But in terms of deleting old content, if it's not performing anyway, and it's like old live streaming content, then yeah, you're fine to um, you're fine to go ahead and take that um, content down. But I would I wouldn't do a big bulk um, you know rip. Uh, what I would do is I would take, you know, like, let's say like five videos this week, five videos the next week, you know, just kind of take it out that way instead of trying to take the hit like all at once. Oh, you're still here. Okay, there you What's up, dude? Hope you're doing great. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. So as we keep on going, is it true if your video starts to perform, your CTR would drop because of YouTube pushing it to a bigger audience? That is Kanye. That is true. And um, if you would hurry up and get on dropping Donda, um, if you haven't yet, that would be fantastic. Um, but when it comes to um, your CTR dropping, um, in, in a lot of cases, most cases, that's true. Um, but, you know, in some cases, it can also, you know, accelerate as well, but then eventually it will drop. Um, but basically, the idea is just like you said, 
is as like when you when you first publish your video, those people and you can actually see this a lot of time just reflected directly in your analytics. Those people are the ones that are going to be most likely the ones that YouTube is predicting are the most likely to, to watch it are going to be the ones that typically respond to it the, the high, at the highest rate when the video first starts or when your video first publishes. Um, and then after that, as those people respond to it and you start getting a response from them, then of course, you know, as it keeps ballooning out, so to speak, in terms of the people that it's reaching, the people are getting less and less likely to be an ideal candidate for your content. So then that's where your, your click-through rate starts getting impacted per impression, your, your audience retention starts getting impacted like everything that's happening on your channel, you know, can, can start getting impacted um, when you start getting, you know, a lot more views on what it is that you're doing. That's why when you get a hundred views on a video, it's easy to keep, you know, your, your, your numbers high. But when you start getting, you know, thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, or in some cases of millions of views on a video, um, then that's where, you know, things can start getting um, a lot more, you know, like to where it's like, wow, you know, if I can maintain like, you know, 5%, I'm doing pretty good, <laughs> you know? So like, that's where, you know, that type of thing starts to, um, starts to happen. Um, let's see here. Uh, River T says, I have a sports channel for a specific team. It seems like uploading daily doesn't help me much. Should I, should I step back to every two days or weekly? Yeah. So, um, so I recommend that you actually step back to weekly and that you just do like a weekly recap. Um, try that. And if that doesn't, you know, end up, you know, try that for like 90 days, if that doesn't work out for you, um, then I would go to like every other day or maybe like, you know, three times a week, you know, on specific days or maybe even twice a week. Um, but I would actually scale back first and start really focusing on that extra time, right? Cause then if you scale back to once a week, you have extra time to make the content that you're, that you're making better. And if you're doing a sports channel for a specific team, that also gives you the ability to, to like really focus hard on making sure that you're sharing like the information that, you know, people will be the most interested in. And that's going to give you time to actually package that information in a way to where it's, you know, really going to resonate with the people that come in. And it's going to give you time to make, you know, the content as well. Um, so because of that, I would scale back to weekly, but that doesn't mean like don't work as much. That means just spend the amount of time that it took you to make daily content, making an awesome video once a week instead of making, you know, the daily content where you're just turning them out. Construction cronies. Thank you for the super, super chat. Um, appreciate it. YM3 Gaming Super says, have your thoughts on premieres changed over the years? I noticed my videos do better with them, um, but don't want to annoy people by using them. Well, it's not necessarily that it annoys people by by using them. It's just when you're premiering all the time, it kind of takes away from the from the power of a premiere. Um, but, you know, some people do. Some audiences respond to premieres. Um, I personally still don't like them. Like when when somebody publishes a piece of content and, and I see it. Like I want to click on it and come in and watch it. So like, I'm not even a fan of like scheduled live streams. Um, like I'll, you know, I'll still, you know, I'll, I'll hit the reminder and all that stuff, but I'm not even a fan of scheduled live streams um, either. But like when it comes to uh, uh, premieres, um, I'm really not a, not a huge fan of, um, of premieres, but they are effective in some cases. Um, so what you want to do with premieres is of course, it's more effective if you know, you have an audience that's like, you know, Hey, they're excited to see a piece of content. If you build that content up over time, like for example, on the music channel that I mentioned earlier, you have the, um, you have like in that case, going through that scenario that I, um, had talked about at that time for the music channel, you know, if they share some like vlog style content about, you know, the music that's coming up, then they can use that content to actually build up to the release of their, you know, the song that they've been working on over the course of that month. And then when that song comes out for that month, then they can build a premiere around it. So then basically what they do is they build up to that premiere. And then that makes that premiere more of an event for the people that are coming in there versus like, Hey, I'm just premiering every video that I'm putting out. Um, the plus side of premieres, you can get super chats. 
Um, the people that participate in premieres um, typically watch the videos for a longer period of time. Um, in addition to that, um, you also get to directly interact with people, you know, through chat while they're watching the premiere as well. Um, so there are advantages to it as well. Um, but in terms of premieres, um, just doing them on a regular basis, um, um, that's not something that I'd recommend for everybody. But if you find out that your audience does respond positively to premieres, then in that case, you know, lean into them, you know, start doing them on a regular basis. Um, let's see here. Um, the Pixel Pagan says, sending good vibes for our awesome community. Thank you for that, Pixel Pagan. So um, let's see here. As we keep on going down the list, what else do we have? Big Micharlene said, isn't it a way to interact with your audience? It is. Absolutely. Like if you're not live streaming. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a way to interact directly. That's what I was saying in terms of like trying to see how your audience responds to it and then making that call from there. Because, you know, um, like one thing that that um, that you can run into in that case is um, is that you kind of, you know, get that initial response during the premiere. But then after that, um, you know, people don't respond to it. In other cases, you know, people will just continue responding to it. So um, so definitely test it against your audience. That's definitely something that you want to make sure that you do. Señoras y señores, mi hermana de la misma madre que está en estos momentos atrapado en México, Dini Min. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Hola, ladies and gentlemen, my brother from the same mother, Dean Emin. What, What is, is going up? on? How What you doing? On? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? I'm, I'm huge. I need to back up. Treating you? It's good. I need to back up a little bit. I'm, too, I'm huge. Look at that. I'm huge in Japan. How's that? Uh, how's that? How's that coffee treating you, um, Mister? Not a lot of sleep. I pulled an all-nighter. In case anybody's wondering, I haven't been to sleep yet. That's how <laughs> yeah, so Dean's going to be going live here um, shortly, and uh, and he hasn't uh, he hasn't been to he hasn't been to bed yet. Trooper, that's what we call that. Channel reviews are going to be real interesting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> They're like, wow, this this this. Why wow, your subscribe button keeps moving? What's going on there? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, so, yes. So I've been trying for weeks to increase my CTR, but nothing is really working. What do I do? Keep trying, right? So like, for example, you know, like if, okay, like if I picked up a guitar and I'm like, you know, hey, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a rock star and I play the guitar for like a few weeks and I'm not awesome at it. Um, and I'm not, you know, like, it's not something to where I'm like, you know, like, hey, this, you know, like I'm, I'm really good at this. Um, you know, if I want to be a rock star, then that doesn't mean that I put the, the, the guitar down and walk away. Um, it means that I sit there and I keep, you know, keep working at it, keep trying to figure it out. Um, you know, with, with, with YouTube, just like anything else that you do, um, you know, there's, there's a, a learning curve that you go through and that learning curve that you go through, once you get through it, then you'll be able to make things seem like effortless. It'll kind of feel effortless in some cases as well. Um, however, you're still going to run into thumbnails that you'll make that'll be like, oh, you know, this one kind of sucked. People, you know, didn't respond to this one that well. Um, but at the end of the day, if you continue to just keep working on it and keep, you know, experimenting with the thumbnails that you're putting out, that's how you uncover what works for your audience. So if you've been trying for weeks to increase your CTR, but nothing's working, what I recommend is that you try something completely different. What I mean by that is let's say you've been trying like, you know, thumbnails where you've got all these designs on them and that kind of stuff. Try something that's just an image. See how that works. If you've been trying, um, you know, uh, just images, 
driving an image with one word with like an arrow pointing to something or two words or three words with an arrow pointing to something. Um, if you tried that and that hasn't worked, um, if you have like a specific color scheme that you're trying to work in, then in that case, try a completely different color scheme. Try something completely different. Go over the top if you need to, whatever. Um, but just try something just completely different than what it is that you've been doing for the last uh, for the last few weeks. Yeah, I want to add some. Yeah, I want to add to that. Your CTR can also change based on your traffic sources. So my content, because it's tutorial based, doesn't always do well with browse traffic. It doesn't do great landing on somebody's homepage. Generally speaking, my thumbnails usually don't have a high click through rate until things start to shift and I start to get more suggested traffic and specifically more search traffic. Then I notice my CTR goes a lot higher. But at the end of the day, that's not a metric that I wouldn't, I mean, do the best you can focus on making a, a great video because your CTR, I mean, depending on your impressions, depending on the traffic sources, depending on the popularity of the topic, topic to begin topic. with. Yeah, yeah. The topical, yeah, there's a lot of variables there. Don't think because you have a low CTR that it's the end of the world, just strive to be a little bit better uh, than the last one that you made. It, it's an ongoing thing that we all that we all have to wrestle with. So next up on our list, if you got a question, go ahead and drop it in the chat right now. You got D and I both on here um, to, uh, to answer your YouTube questions. So if you got a question, make sure you put a cue in front of it and uh, we'll get it queued up. In the meantime, I'm going to <laughs> hop into the, uh, I'm going to hop into the chat here and um, really quick. Um, I want to, let's see here. I'll be tastic. Hey, thank you for the, um, oops. I'm coming on. in twice. Uh, yep. There we go. I'll be tastic. Super thank you chat. for the um, super chat. Massively appreciated. Thank you for that. Um, so uh, let's see here. So in the form next up here, and then we'll go into the um, into the chat. So this is from Alice Turner. What's up, Alice? Says up, they do Alice? educational content. The goal is to go full time on YouTube. Question: Is it a good idea to turn on the merch shelf? What are the best practices on selling merch on YouTube? Yes, um, it's a good idea to turn on your merch shelf because um, that will you know give you um, some additional you know income coming in. Um, in some cases, it can be substantial. In other cases, you know it'll just trickle in. So um, if you want to sell more merch, um, depending on how engaged your community is, if you find that like okay, I've got a community, but they're not like hyper engaged, um, then in that case, build your merch around things that they'll find interesting or clever, or fun, um, you know that type of thing. Um, if you have just a hyper engaged community, then in that case, you know, don't logo stuff, you know, things like that, you know, people will buy that. Um, but when you are, um, uh, you can also mix the two, right? But when you do put that merch shelf there, um, keep in mind that, um, not all countries are going to see the merch shelf. Um, but for the ones that do, um, that's a great opportunity to, you know, just increase the, um, the amount of income you're generating from your YouTube channel. You might end up generating, you know, 20 bucks or you might end up generating, you know, 500 bucks or a thousand bucks. It just all depends on you know, the, the choices that you make when you're actually putting that content together. And then of course, how your specific audience responds to what it is that you're doing or responds to the merch that you put out. Um, let's see here. Prime time KDX, depending on the week, is it better to update one times a week or two times a week? D upload when you can upload, you know, one thing I've learned over the past year and a half, uh, because there's a lot going on in the world right now is that your mental health is more important than your upload schedule as far as I'm concerned. Upload as much as you can upload. If that means it's twice a week, upload twice a week. If it's three times a week, upload three times a week. If it's once a week, upload once a week. Don't don't strain your mental health for the sake of uploads. And also I wouldn't brute force upload for the sake of uploading. You wanna make sure you're uploading actual content that people are responding to. If you're just trying to brute force uploads but people aren't responding to it, you're gonna to have to pause and figure out why that is. So pick a schedule that you can be consistent with and then keep an eye on your analytics. Look at your audience retention. See where people are falling off. See what you make better. 
Chantel says, how was the pineapple pizza? It's, it, See, was real stuff. Yeah, it was delicious. It was delicious. It was Domino's, cheese crust, pineapple, and onion. Mm. Extra pineapple, actually, and extra cheese. That sounds fantastic. Oh, it was so good, dude. It was oh, so good. God. Yeah, it, it sounds was like so it. good. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh, so yeah, it good. good. Ah, it was. That just ruined my night. It ruined was. my night. And yeah. the cheese crust was just stringy. Oh, so when you did oh, it, it and it just oh. and it dripped. And, oh, God, it was so good. Oh, God, sounds so good. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Chine Model says, um, I've got a separate shorts channel that's gaining more subs than my main one with each new upload. Do I go on with the other one um, or start posting shorts on my main one instead? So this is where it comes down to thinking about what it is that you want right? So when it comes to your YouTube channel, start thinking of like, what is it that you're actually trying to do? And then start thinking, will shorts help me do that better? Or will the long form content do that better? So the shorts right now, it's easier because there's not a lot of competition there compared to the longer form um, content, or we'll just say vertical compared to horizontal. Um, there's just not a competition, a lot of competition there in comparison. Sure, there's competition, but it's not that high. So because of that, you know, it's relatively easy for people to get views on YouTube shorts compared to the longer form content, just because there, there isn't like, like the discovery is built in. So like when it comes to like YouTube is too, but like on shorts, you don't have to get people to click. So like in order to get them to watch, all they have to do is just slide up and then your videos there, bam, you just got a view, right? So like, that's what, that's what's going on there in the shorts. Now in terms of people subscribing from it, then of course they're enjoying your shorts to the point that they're going to subscribe for it. However, um, you know, if you're growing that shorts channel um, and people are responding to it and you're like, hey, yeah, I, I just want to do this with shorts, that's totally okay too. So like if you're like, hey, I just want to have a shorts channel and I just want to upload that shorter form content, one, your life just got super easy in terms of making content. Two, um, you know, um, by leaning into that, if that's what, you know, people are responding to, then you are kind of, you know, following the audience and what it is that, you know, they're responding to. So, you know, it's really coming down to, you know, like what it is that you want to do with your channel and what it is that you're trying to, um, achieve with your channel in terms of any messages you're trying to spread or any goals that you're trying to accomplish or whatever. And then just figuring out, you know, which one is the best fit for that. I want to add something to that. I, I believe shorts in short form content in general, I, I'm all for short form content. I think it's fantastic. It's a great way to, to find new audiences that didn't even know you exist because a lot of people like short form content, but it's also a trap. A lot of people are chasing views that don't actually turn into anything else. So make sure you're not just chasing views that you can't do something with those views, right? So they're yeah. rolling out the, the, uh, the shorts fund where they are, there are paying creators now for shorts anywhere from what a hundred dollars to I think $10,000 a month. They said, yeah. yeah, it's very selective and you have to meet certain criteria, but if you're not making money with the shorts fund and it's not a lot of money with the shorts fund in most situations, make sure you're not just chasing views, make sure everything is intentional. Make sure you have an end goal with what you're doing. Otherwise you're just kind of throwing content up into the void. If you don't have a plan for it. Boom. Boom. So, Boom. um, Shazam. Shazam. So, okay. So in addition to that, um, let's see here. So we have, uh, Renee Ritchie. Thanks for the super chat. My man super says, um, Renee. Hey, up, Renee? understand that whether or not they love or hate pineapple on pizza, it's terrific for D that he loves it so much. See, here's the thing. There are two, two types of people in this world. People who like pineapple on their pizza and people who are wrong. <laughs> people who are savages. Now, here's the thing you know it's the sweetness of the pineapple but don't get me wrong i will eat a plain pizza i'll eat pizza with onions uh other things like that it's just when i can get pineapple that's like a delicacy i mean it's better than octopus you know we live in asia like they put octopus and squid and all kinds of yeah, like unspeakable crazy. things on pizza so you know <laughs> 
Next up, we have um, River TV Foot. Says, my second question is, my channel is a sports team faceless channel. Would live streams hurt my channel or would live streaming hurt my channel, period? So live streaming, when it, okay, when it comes to live streaming and live, streaming's hurt, live streams hurting your channel, it comes down to what it is that you're offering. So if you are offering one type of value on your YouTube channel through the video content, you want to match that um, or have something that's even better um, in your in your live streams in terms of the value that you're providing. So the problem typically comes in terms of the live stream hurting the channel. That typically comes from, or hurting the, the, the just people not responding, that typically comes from you providing a specific value in your video content. People love that. But then when you live stream, you do something completely different that they don't, you know, they don't enjoy, they don't respond to. For example, you know, it's like, a, hey, you know, ask me questions about my life type of thing. In some cases that works from time to time, but in terms of long term, just doing that over and over and over again, um, doesn't usually work out that great. So, you know, because of that, um, you know, when you are, um, um, you know, looking at live streaming, you know, it can help or hurt um, depending on what it is that you're doing. But you just want to make sure that you're very specific about the value that you're offering through your live stream and make sure that live streaming is a good outlet for that value that you're trying to offer compared to uh compared to the video content it always comes back to value yeah always, always. shorts long form content live streaming whatever you're doing make sure you're providing massive amounts of value to your audience if you do that and you have some sort of a plan so you're not just throwing stuff up into the youtube void you'll eventually get to where you want to go but you need to be intentional with it you need to have a plan and you need to be providing value it always comes back to that always yeah that's always the answer it, it is right always should i and, do and this does it provide also, value yes or no if yes yeah. try it uh with this um he says i offer match previews before the game starts so that seems to me if you're doing you know um because i think you mentioned before that you are showing you know um uh, basically that you talk about um you know the sports so um um if you're showing like the match preview before the game starts um or that you offer the match preview you know you could end up over time turning your live stream into like a hangout spot before the actual game starts. So, you know, if you are providing, you know, that unique value there, um, you know, try it on your channel. And then if people start responding to it, do it more. But if, if you, you know, continue to do it and people aren't responding, then, you know, pause it for a little bit and then try it again, you know, in like three months or so when your channel's in a little bit of a different place. Um, and then just kind of keep repeating that process over and over again. And then eventually you'll hit a tipping point and people will respond, uh, will respond more to that because that seems like it's in alignment to what it is that you normally do. Um, let's see here. How do I hook my audience at the start? Please answer. So there's a really easy way to do this. And a really easy way to do it is by simply just confirming that they're in the right place. Um, and what I mean by that is when the video first opens up, you let them know, like, this is what I told you from the outside in terms of the topic title and thumbnail that you're going to be getting from this video. And I'm just confirming with you right now, as soon as you clicked on this video, that that is exactly what it is that I'm going to be giving to you. So, you know, just letting people know, Hey, in this video, we're going to be talking about this or today we're talking about this, um, or we're doing this, or I'm showing you this, or I'm taking you to this place, or we're trying to accomplish this. Let's go right to where you, you know, you, you, you build it up in terms of, you know, like just confirming, Hey, this is, this is what it is that we're doing. Now, of course, depending on the type of content that you make, um, you can also get a lot deeper on this as well in terms of, you know, if you know specific, you know, things that um, people that you're reaching are concerned about or that they're trying to accomplish or, you know, things like that, you can also start digging into those sorts of things as well and make those part of your opening of your video to where it's like, you know, hey, in this video, we're going to be showing you how to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, the reason we're talking about this today is because, because I know that, you know, that you feel this particular way about it because I also feel this way about it, blah, blah, blah. And then you basically, you know, make that connection there and then, you know, take them along for the ride, so to speak. Love it, so to speak. 
Triathlon tips with Coach John says, uh, D called me out for my branding on Owen's broadcast. I shortened my channel name. Is this better? And what goes into a good channel name? D. I like it. Triathlon tips with Coach John. You know what? It's easy. That's like super. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like easy to remember. You got your name in there as well. So it's like, you know, you're a coach. So you have that authority thing. You have your name. I wasn't a part of that, you know, conversation. So I'm just giving you my thoughts. I just call people out. Yeah, triathlon tips. You're calling out, you know, the the actual audience um, there as well. You know, people that are interested in that. Um, and then, you know, you're a coach, so then you're also at you added your authority to it in terms of, you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, like this is what I do. I'm not just talking about it. And then you have your name in there as well for you know the people to to know who you are right out of the gate before they even click on your channel. So yeah, I, I personally think that that's that's fine. Here's See? what's going to happen. You have triathlon tips in your in, in your in your name and you have coach John in your name, what's going to happen if you just keep uploading content over time, you're going to be known as the guy who gives triathlon tips. Like that's going to be branded in, right? Your messaging is going to be on point. Hey, I'm thinking about running a triathlon or whatever you do with the triathlon. I don't even know what you do. You do three things. I know that with the triathlon. And it's like bicycling, running and shooting or something like that, or swimming, whatever. Like you're going to be known as that guy that people are going to come to. So you're going to be known as coach John. Hey, Coach John, he can teach everything about uh, triathlons. So I, I think it's great. Fantastic upgrade. Yeah, and with that too, um, eventually you might end up um, where if people hop on YouTube and they're looking for you, if they type in Coach John, hopefully you'll come up in the channels right. there. Right now, we just have Coach John Rides is the only person that's showing up on my view. Um, but And up. there's another one, Ask Coach John, a little bit further down. But can, you know, eventually you'll come up in that list. Um, and also hopefully if somebody types in like triathlon tips, hopefully you'll end up coming for that too. Um, so I think that your channel name choice is great, but in terms of, you know, for everybody else that is like, Hey, you know, I, you know, what should I do, um, in terms of, you know, what goes into a better channel name? So some things that you want to think about is one, is that channel name available? Um, so by available, I mean, so your coach, your triathlon tips with coach John, but do you have the URL? Um, you know, the actual, you know, triathlon tips with coach John.com. I'm guessing that's that's available, but that's a long name. I don't know if I would use that for a URL. Yeah, I'm, I might just go. I'm saying tra- general channel tips yes. or general channel name tips, though. So, like for example, like Shark Scrapper, right? Like that one, getting SharkScrapper.com, definitely, right? Um, for, um, let's see here. Let me go with another one. Lash. That's another name in here in the chat right now. So, like getting Lash.com, you're probably not going to get that one. So, that's probably not a great channel name. There's probably also a bunch of other channels that are named that same exact thing. So, basically, what you want to do when you're coming up with the channel name, one, you want to check the availability on all the different social platforms. Um, and uh, you can use that using a tool called NameCheck, namechk.com. Um, and on that tool, it basically scans all the different social media outlets. Um, you want to double check, but you can actually just right click directly from that website. So, it just makes the process quick for you. But you want to make sure that whatever name you choose is available everywhere. So, you can just secure that branding across the stuff, even if you're not going to use it, if you think, I might use this in the future, maybe, you know, a year from now, go ahead and get it right. Because then, you know, you're taking away that opportunity for somebody else to grab it. Um, in addition to that, um, if possible, you want to make sure that your channel name also that you can get the, the .com um, or you can go, you know, a little bit to the side there and get a .net or dot, you know, org or something. Um, but getting the .com is of course kind of the default win with that. So you want to just try to make sure that you can get that as well. Um, also general best practice name stuff is you want to make sure that um, when it comes to naming your YouTube channel, it's easy to remember. So like we were just talking about here, triathlon tips, coach John, super easy. 
Um, so in terms of, you know, something memorable, you just want to try to make sure that it's something easy to remember. And you also want to do a search on YouTube for your name to make sure that there's not a bunch of channels using the same exact name because then things can start to get confusing. Right. If there's a bunch of Coach Johns and they're talking about triathlon tips, I might yeah. consider once more. Right. There are a few Coach Johns. I did see that, I but I didn't there see are. any about I triathlon. I bet there are. Right. So I think we're all right. So <laughs> there's three things with the triathlon. One of them has to be running. I think when I'm swimming and yeah, the other one is running, swimming and uh, bicycling, riding bike. I think we've got coach John in here. Coach John, yeah, what, coach, what are yeah, the three John things? Bike. Yeah. I think one of them's bike biking also. Okay. So I think you have biking, swimming and running, I believe. Okay. But it might be different. I don't know. They might be different. Like you might, it might be any three sport. I don't know. I don't know how triathlons work. Like snowboarding, snowboarding, boomerang, throwing and jump roping. That'd be I'll like, take, I'll yeah, take it. Jump yeah. roping on ice. Right. <laughs> Oh, jump roping on ice. No Look sleep. Olympics. Love it. That's right. So um, Vincent W. Davis, thank you for the um, super chat. I appreciate it. Want to let you know 100% of that is going to Owens GoFundMe. So thank you. Um, thank you for that. So um, let's see here. As we keep on going through the list, they're talking about our beards, Dean. They're saying that um, that that my beard is grayer than yours, and it looks like it is, actually. Like yours Are you is graying out? Are you graying out? Am, man. It's going quick. It's been a tough year. <laughs> it has. It has. Right? You're, yeah. Probably tougher for you, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, I'm showing definitely. Yeah. Like I would say another year, I'm, I might be full gray in a, in a year. That, that's kind of weird for, for, for a son to outgray his dad. That's funny. That, really that's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> so Whatever. funny. Yeah. yeah. So, um, let's see here. So that was a joke, by the way. Um, he's, we're brothers. He's an older brother as well. So I'm gray, but he's older. So I just want to make that clear, put that on the record. I'm grayer, but he is older. So, um, let's see here. That's weird. Let's swim, you bike and run. So it's you official. Let's talk I about am. that for a minute. No, let's not. Let's move on to something else. So, um, <laughs> let's see here. So a swim, bike and, uh, and run is the, uh, triathlon. There and, um, of course we have Mark sequences version, which is eating, drinking and slothing. That um, that's also another triathlon. That's what's up. I think that might involve pizza, actually. So that's probably going to be more the triathlon that I'm going to compete in, um, right there. Winter Olympics, so, uh, here I come. <laughs> Roger Wakefield in the house. What hey, is up, Roger. man? Hope you're doing fantastic, Roger. Nice to see you in here. Says I'm um, here. I'm 29. I have um, grays already. Nick, don't feel bad. Yeah, I started getting them young too. This is probably what you're going to look like in a few years. So um, yeah, I started getting them young uh, as well. So according to <laughs> Brian G. Johnson, says old hush. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just saying you're you, like, you, you don't have tons of gray, Mr. Johnson. Like I probably have more gray in my beard than you do. Okay. So I'm um, back on YouTube here says um, if it involves pizza, that's a given. Okay. That's not YouTube. So um, let's see here. What are some of the biggest tips you have to get a hundred thousand subscribers? I'm one fifth of the way there. So pay attention, be intentional. Like those two things by themselves will get you really far. Um, if you, if you're paying attention, then you are keeping an eye on your stats. You're keeping an eye on the videos that people respond to at a higher rate, not just in views. Um, but you're also looking for like, Hey, you know, the comment section, um, you know, the likes that you're getting, you know, like, like for example, the video that I just put out, um, not the one I just put out, but the one before it. Um, uh, the whole thing is like, you know, uh, tips for new YouTubers from somebody that just crossed 800,000 subscribers. That comment section, typically, you know, my comments will be like a few words or, you know, it'll be, you know, like a, like a, you know, maybe a sentence, but that particular video resonated really hard with a lot of people. And, you know, like the comment section, like I'm getting, you know, like these paragraphs um, for comments in, in that particular video. 
um, which tells me that I need to dig into that particular video and try to uncover, like, what is it that exactly about this video? Like, sure, people responded to it. I see that as the result, but I need to watch this video section by section and really start to uncover the things that could have caused people to feel so compelled to leave these long comments in there. Because that's something that, you know, if you're one of those people left a long comment, that's one of those things that that I can use on my end where, you know, if that's something that compelled you, that can help me make content that's more meaningful to you, right? So, you know, just looking in and paying attention to what it is that um, th that's going on in your channel and being mindful of those type of things and being aware because you're paying attention can really go a long way. And on the intentionality side, being intentional about all the things that you're doing. So instead of like, you know, just putting up content and being like, you know, hey, hope this video does good, being intentional, like, okay, instead of just, you know, making a thumbnail, I'm going to define very specific things in this thumbnail. Why would this thumbnail grab somebody's attention? If somebody were to look at this thumbnail, um, like, you know, where do I think their eye is going to go in this particular thumbnail? Um, what words in this thumbnail, if you're using text in your thumbnails, what words are pulling the most attention in this thumbnail? Um, if I'm using any colors in my thumbnails, are those colors pulling away from the thing that, you know, I'm really trying to focus people on? How can I help people focus on that thing that I'm trying to use to grab their attention with the thumbnail? You want to make sure that you're, you know, just being intentional about that. Same thing with your title. If somebody's reading this title, if I'm reaching English language, we read from left to right. So because of that, how long is it going to take somebody reading my title? Because, you know, we're scanning all this stuff, right? So how long is it going to take somebody that's reading my title? Um, to get to the thing, the the actual word that's going to stand out to them and help them connect with that video in terms of, you know, what this might be about and why it would be important to them. You know, like those types of things is what I mean on being intentional. Same exact thing goes with your video content. Um, you know, like when you're making your video content, being intentional about everything it is that you're doing, the words that you say, the order that you say those words, you know, that type of thing, and just retaking until you nail it, um, just to make sure that, you know, the things are coming out, you know, in the way that you intend them to be based on, you know, what you think is going to be the best fit for your audience and the best way to, you know, to connect with your, um, connect with your audience. Little, th little details matter too. Um, one thing, um, when I was looking at, um, Sicko's channel, um, in our channel review, um, and, and the member stream, Yesterday, one of the things that I noticed in one of his videos, and these little tiny details matter. One of the things I noticed in his videos is he he was making a video, um, a gaming video about a game, and the game that he's playing is currently a demo. So as he started the game, you know, the whole the whole video started, and like he's getting startled by this, um, you know, like the camera pans around, and then there's this like monster there, and he jumps back, he's like, oh, and then he cuts in, he's like, you know, hey guys, what's going on? It was like an awesome start to a video, um, but. As he's building up, like how awesome this game is and how um, how um, great the developers are of this game and how, you know, the other games that they've made is awesome. He he negatively impacted the expectation by saying. But this is just a demo. Right. And that little tiny detail right there takes it like, hey, he's building this up. This is going to be awesome to. Oh, OK, well, it's just that. Right. So, you know, just being intentional about even the words that you're using in your videos is really important because, you know, those are all things that, you know, are impacting the brains of the people that are watching and that will cause people to, you know, watch a video for a longer period of time or not based on, you know, how you're framing stuff in the actual video. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're just being intentional about everything it is that you're doing with your uh, with your YouTube channel. Uh, barefoot last super track. Oops. Nope. Wrong one here. Wrong yeah, wrong button. Welcome to the Nimanati. Welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure that next time, actually, I almost did it. I went old school. So go to nimanvip.com. 
that's going to redirect you to the members only Facebook group. Make sure you fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a member there. And um, also want to let you know that um, that we live stream into there um, once a week. I know in the option to join as a channel member, it says monthly, um, but I actually stream over there once a week now um, just so I can you know try to help as much as I can. So, um, so I stream in there once a week now. Sometimes I'll move the days around just because I'm streaming in there more than I'm supposed to. And because of that, there's schedule conflicts and stuff, but I do it every week, but sometimes it'll be on a Wednesday, sometimes a Thursday, sometimes a Friday. But most of the time we usually stream on um I think it's Thursday um, over there at 9 a.m. Eastern. So make sure that you are there for that. Once you get in there, once you get into the group, um, there's also going to be a announcement section at the top. I think there's eight announcements in there right now, but you want to go to announcement number seven. Um, you're going to see a thing that says like members live stream. Um, scroll down there and you're going to see a bunch of channels listed under that. Make sure that you post a link to your channel if you want feedback. Post a link to your channel um, there and tell me like, hey, could you give me feedback on this so that it's specific to what it is that you're that you're needing help with? Because um, then when you're specific, I can come in and, and nail that specific thing instead of spending time looking at other things that you might have under control already. So, you know, make sure that you go through that uh, that process. Uh, I need to hop out. Oh, yeah, you're live streaming. So wh when is your stream starting? Um, in about 20 minutes. So okay. when your stream is over. Pass it okay. along if you don't mind. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, when um, this stream is over, we're going to be doing channel reviews. So, yeah, so, so, so give me a quick before you leave these. So, so what exactly? So, you're doing channel reviews. Where are you doing them? Like, what's going on? What do you do in your channel reviews? Just give me a quick overview. Daniel Battelle, the man with all the hair who's in the chat right now, mm -hmm. together we're going to be on the StreamYard channel doing free channel reviews. We've gamified the whole thing so everybody has a fair chance of getting a channel review. Both of us are going to attack your channels, and the whole thing is gamified. It's a ton of fun. If you haven't seen the new way we do channel reviews, you're in for a treat. So when Nick's stream is over, head over to the StreamYard channel. I'm sure Nick will drop a link to it, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll see you over there. Nick, thanks for having me. Everybody in the stream, have an awesome day. And um, yeah, man, I, I should have oh. went, went to bed last night. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, D. Enjoy your enjoy your um, your hallucinogenic no-sleep stream. Oh, yeah. Have a good time. Daniel even said, yeah, we're giving away prizes. we got prizes to give away. We've got StreamYard merch. Like We've got things like giant StreamYard mugs and t-shirts from StreamYard and all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah. Thanks, oh, Daniel. Nice. nice. Yep. See everybody all over right. there. Cheers. Here, have that CD. Bye. Peace. So um, let's see here. Tom, what's up, dude? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Nice to, uh, nice to see you hanging out in here. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through this list, Steve Ario, yeah, we'll be dropping the link right as this comes down, but I'll go ahead and drop it now um, as well. I think Daniel's a mod. Daniel, if you want to, um, here, actually, I can do it here really quick switch to this view here while I'm working on that. So uh, let's see here. So here is the thing. So this is the link. If anybody wants to go over there, hit that remind button. I just dropped it in the um, in the chat right there um, so that you guys can join them over there on that um, on that channel. All right. So um, so let's see here. So as we keep on going through this list here, we've got okay as a streamer, um, what analytics should I study most? Super that came in as a super chat. Um, I think, yeah, okay. So as a streamer, um, what analytics should I study the most? So what you want to keep an eye on with your streams is, of course, click-through rate on your thumbnails. You want to make sure that you're spending a lot of time on that. Um, you also, you know, retention matters um, as well. So while you're live, you're going to see like concurrent viewers and you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, but you also want to make sure that you're paying like a lot of attention to the replay. So like when you are... Um, like when you're using your channel in the way that you are, like if you're trying to grow the entire thing off of live streams, it's really important 
that you start looking at your live streams as a piece of video content because it's only live while you're live. And then the life, the lifetime of that video is going to be a piece of video content. So because of that, you want to go in, you want to start looking at the retention. You want to start looking for, you know, places where people drop off in your live streams, things like that, and start trying to uncover, like, how can I keep people watching these live streams longer? You know, how can I make this a cooler experience for people um, so that you can, you know, keep pulling through it longer. But of course you want to make sure that you're paying attention to your click-through rate to make sure that, you know, people are responding to your content from the outside so they can actually come in and participate in your live stream. You want to make sure that you're paying attention to when your viewers are most um, active on YouTube in your audience, or not your audience retention, but your analytics, YouTube will show you um, when your audience is the most online. Since you're live streaming, you wanna make sure that you go live when, when like right when, right when you, right before it goes dark purple, you wanna hop on at that time so that you have it to where there's a decent amount of um, people that, um, that are interacting with your channel online. But then as you slide into that dark purple and most of the people that are interacting with your channel online, um, that you're already live, you're already in your groove, the stream has already started, that kind of stuff. Um, so you wanna make sure that you're doing that. And uh, so here we got, we got um, click through rate. We've got the time your audience is online. And then of course the retention on the replay. So like while you're live, the retention is one thing, but people are going to be coming and going during your live stream. Of course, you know, you can keep people watching longer Then that's always a win. Um, but when it comes to, again, the long-term performance, you need to make sure that it's performing on YouTube as a piece of video content. If you're trying to use that live stream to grow your channel. So you want to make sure that you're paying really close attention to, you know, like, okay, when the video first starts, how long can I keep people watching from when the video first starts? And you'll you'll get a graph, you know, from that, just like you do in the video content. So you just want to make sure that you are um, paying attention to those things. Um, you still have a highlighted comment on the show? Oh, you were just letting me know. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, so let's see here. Somebody asked me about if I'm using a virtual cam. Um, so what I'm using right now, let me scroll up. Well, heck, I, I, I thought that I saw somebody asking me that, and I'm not. Um, this is just going straight into StreamYard. So basically what I'm using here is I'm using something called an ATEM Mini. You can see it, actually, better shot. So this right here um, is an ATEM Mini. Um, I've actually cleaned this up a little bit. So basically since the last stream that I did here on this channel, um, I end up um, uh, getting the mic arm for my monitor, which you can see right here off to the side. So instead of it sitting on the desk, um, now the positioning of everything is a little bit off, so I have to make some adjustments here. Um, but basically now instead of the, the monitor sitting on the desk, it's actually on an arm, which gives me more space this way, um, which is kind of the whole reason that I got this. Um, it didn't work out like I had hoped. I was hoping I could swing this over to the side, but I practiced with that a little bit and it just doesn't work out that great. I really enjoy having the view right here um, in front of me. So, you know, I'll be sticking, um, I'll be sticking with it this way. Um, but um, I'm, to answer your question though, it's this device, let me move this, um, it's this device right here um, that I'm using for the switching of the different cameras. Um, this is called an ATEM Mini. Um, there's different versions of it. There's an ATEM Mini and there's the ATEM Mini Pro ISO. The ISO helps you record. The ATEM Mini by itself is just a switcher. But this is like, if you just use the switcher version, um, that's right around like 300 bucks. Um, this one here, um, it's it's a lot more expensive, but it allows you to record multiple cameras all at one time and you can edit it all together, all together later, which is pretty cool. And this, just in case you guys don't know, this is a loop deck. Um, the loop deck, um, this is, um, it helps with just like shortcuts and things like that in Photoshop and, you know, anything else that you want to use it in. Um, and then this right here with all of the different colored keys on it, this is a um, keyboard from Editor's Keys. And uh, basically with this, it's editorskeys.com. Um, and with this, one thing that you might not see, and I shared this on Twitter because it's awesome. 
but this one, they actually customized this one for me. So you can see here, it's upside down because it's connected in here. Um, but you can see that you have my, like my channel name on there. You have, you know, that stuff you've got like, you get a better view there. So right up here at the top on the space bar, you can see how they like customized it uh, for my stuff, which is pretty cool. But yeah, so this thing, um, basically what this has on it is this has shortcuts. So like um, for Premiere Pro, and I have another one over there for Logic as well. Um, it's their backlit version. Um, but for this one, um, this is just all color coded and, and everything for the keyboard shortcuts. Um, so that instead of having to remember them, I can just look down and just kind of helps me get more familiar with the shortcuts from the different stuff. And then this right here is a Rodecaster Pro. And the, um, the Rodecaster, um, this thing like processes the audio and all that stuff. So that's what's going on there. Um, the Eternal Samurai says, any tips for being authentic on YouTube? I don't want to be someone I'm not, but sometimes I feel like I have to to get noticed. Um, it's actually the opposite. So um, when it comes to, um, you know, getting noticed, it really comes down to coming up with good topics. And then once you come up with those good topics, getting people to respond to them. But in terms of you, like people resonating with you, that's going to come from you being you. Right now, of course, you know, you can amp things up a little bit because the camera does take, you know, energy away. And in some cases, depending on who it is that you're trying to reach, you know, being more excited can just be more fun. And it can also, you know, help the audience respond better because everything is just more like hyped up. Um, however, um, that's not a requirement. So there's plenty of YouTube content creators, tons and tons and tons and tons of them that just are, are chill. Right. They speak, you know, very low, very slow. And, you know, they just keep people watching just because they're communicating in a way that those people resonate with. So the beauty of YouTube is that there's there's creators out there for all of us um, in terms of, you know, people that will you know resonate with when we run across their content. And you're one of those people. So, you know, you will have people that, you know, will come in and they'll start, you know, participating in your content and they'll love the way that you do it. So because of that, like what what you don't want to do is you don't want to modify yourself in order to um, please the audience you want to, because when you do that, what you're going to do is you're going to end up not enjoying making content because you're not going to feel like you're making content like as you, right? So it's, it's going to feel like, like you're faking it and stuff like that. So because of that, I really encourage you if you're somebody that's like, Hey, I need to, um, I need to make sure that, you know, um, that, that, you know, I'm doing something like in this way, cause that's how everybody else does it. Um, I, I actually encourage you to go the opposite direction of how everybody else does it when it comes to, you know, being on camera and presenting yourself, because, you know, when you do it like everybody else does it, you just become another one of them. But when you do it your way, then you become, you know, the version of you. Right. And, and, and one thing that's really interesting, and, you know, for those of you that are successful content creators in here and by successful, I mean that you have, you know, like a, they, you've, you know, you've built your channel into something um, to where, you know, you get a good response from, you know, the videos that you put out and stuff. But for all of you that have, you know, that have done that, um, you can probably co-sign on what I'm getting ready to say. But one thing that I've noticed, you know, on my channel and working with others as well, is that, you know, the, the more that a content creator um, is themselves, the better the channels typically do. And then on the other side of that, typically when channels start out and somebody is like doing something a certain way to where they're doing it the way that they think it should be done, then like, let's say, for example, you're a gamer. And since you're a gamer, maybe you have this approach like, hey, everything's got to be hype. I got to be like over the top about everything. Like you might start your channel that way. But then once you start getting more comfortable and you start getting a, a response from what it is that you're doing, you'll morph. And what you'll morph into in a lot of cases is going to be the version of you that you probably should have started with. And that version of you is going to be like you because you're going to be comfortable with what it is that you're doing. You're going to be comfortable, you know, communicating with your audience in the way that you communicate, just doing things the way that you do it. Um, so because of that, um, you know, 
when it comes to the um, auth authenticity side of things, um, you know, I really encourage you to not, I, I don't know if sell out's the right word, but I just encourage you to not sell out just for the sake of trying to be like somebody else. Because at the end of the day, you want to connect with the people that resonate with you. You don't want to connect with the people that are resonating with something that you're trying to be that you're not, or some way that you're representing yourself that you're not really, right? Because then they're connecting to something that's not really you, <laughs> right? And the real you is going to come out. Like, um, you know, like, like one cool thing about live streaming is you run into that. But in addition to that, you know, like I said before, like once you get comfortable and you're doing things like in terms of like, you know, Hey, I've already reached these points that I've, that I was trying to get to. So now I don't have to try as hard. Then what's going to happen is you're going to relax a little bit and then you'll slide into that, that, that you version of you, if that makes any sense, but you'll slide into that um, version of yourself and you'll be extremely authentic at that point. Um, most likely now, some people, um, you know, they, they don't take that route and they'll, they'll, they look at it like a show and they'll, you know, put on a show and all that stuff. And that's fine. Like there's, you know, there's a place for that too. But like, if you're somebody that is like, Hey, you know, I want to do this for a long time and I want to, you know, be authentic about it. I encourage you to be authentic about it now. Right, like start being authentic now, and um, and and you'll connect with the people that that resonate with you. Um, let's see here. As we keep on going through the list here, we have um, let's see here. How to get a thousand subscribers? Great question. So when it comes to getting a thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel, um, one of the things that you got to think about is at the very top of the list, you want to think about you know. Like one, what is it I'm trying to do? And you want to make sure that that's clear, but then you also want to make sure that it's very clear on who it is that you're trying to reach with your content. And the reason that that's important is because when you know who it is that you're trying to reach with your content, you can make content in ways that they'll respond to. Um, you can title your videos in a way that you know that they'll respond to. You will um, make thumbnails that you know that they'll respond to based on the things that, you know, the people that you're trying to reach cares about. Um, you'll put your content together in a certain way based on, you know, how those people that you're trying to reach respond to things in terms of this, right? Like in terms of, you know, like, uh, like let's say that, the people that you're trying to reach, let's say they're in like a like a younger demographic. That opens you up to certain types of music compared to people that you're trying to reach if they're in a much older demographic. You know, you might not want to hit them with like an EDM intro as an example, because then in that case, you know, those people, you know, they just don't respond to that so, um, as much. So because of that, you know, you you know, it 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 alters the way that you do things a little bit, um, so that you can make a a, a better fitting. Um, piece of content for those people. Now, of course, you want to continue to do things the way that you enjoy them. But when you start fine tuning things like that, um, it can just help you, you know, make that better experience for the viewers that you're making content for. Um, so there's that too is upload, upload videos on a regular basis. On um, that regular basis can be, um, you know, uh, you know, weekly, it can be daily, it can be monthly, you know, whatever, but you want to update, um, you want to update your YouTube channel on a regular basis because, with every video that you upload, as long as you're paying attention, you're being intentional and mindful about what it is that you're doing, every video that you upload, you're you're gaining skills, you're gaining experience, you're gaining an understanding of your video editing process, your video creation process of, you know, the entire thing. So because of that, just be very, um, you know, upload videos on a regular basis. And then you want to make sure that you're being very intentional about all the things that you're doing on your channel and that you're being just mindful and that you're paying attention to like, hey, people responded to this video, like I was saying about my 800K video, 
right? Like I have to like, like I'm literally, cause that's kind of, I think it's like a 20 minute video. Like I'll probably spend like three hours on that video, maybe four hours trying to unpack exactly what it was. Like I said before about the comments, like I'll watch that video a bunch of times and I'll watch it slowly and I'll watch each section, you know, over and over again so that I can try to, you know, take notes on that video and try to really uncover what I think is the thing that caused you to write longer comments on that particular video compared to you know shorter comments that I'll typically get. So because of that, I'll spend a lot of time in that video just trying to uncover like you know what is it really that I think you know caused them to to, to respond this way. Um, so you know just being intentional and paying attention so that when things like that happen, you notice hey this video did better in this particular category, then then you can start digging into you know like why do I think this video did better? Um, but you know paying attention is going to be a really big thing. But at the end of the day. I really encourage you, Yusuf, I really encourage you to not necessarily focus on like, how do I get a thousand subscribers in turn um, instead? I encourage you to think about how can I add value to a thousand people, right? Because when you're focused on how can I get a thousand subscribers, you're making the whole thing about you. And it's like, you know, hey, how can I get this, right? But if you change it around, you're like, how can I add value to, to a thousand people? Well, I got an entire planet, seven billion, you know, plus people. How can I add a value, how can I add value to just a thousand of those people? Um, and add so much value that a thousand of those people are gonna be like, you know, hey, I, I totally dig what this channel's doing, what this person's doing with this channel. Um, and then they'll subscribe and 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 come back. So like if you if you change it from like what can I get to what can I do for them, just that by itself and taking that approach um is is going to make a difference and is gonna help you get to a thousand subscribers. All right, so um, here, let me check something really quick. Oops. All right, so um, let's see here. Debbie Smart, thank you for the super, um, super chat. chat. Much appreciated there. So um, Daniel and my brother are gonna be going live here. I just wanna shoot that reminder out here. They're gonna be going live doing channel reviews here in just a few minutes. So I'm gonna drop a link here um, in the chat as soon as they get started. And, um, and then, you know, any of you that are wanting channel reviews, basically how they do it is they have like a spinny wheel over there that they run through StreamYard. And with that spinny wheel, um, they, they give stuff away. So, um, so like, for example, um, you know, like if, if they have, um, you know, like a, like a channel review, then they'll run the spinny wheel. They'll pick who gets the channel review. And then from there, they have another wheel to where they'll be like, okay, these are the specific things that we're looking at on the channel. It's really fun, but they've gamified the, the experience of a channel review. It, it, it's pretty cool, uh, what they do over there. So, um, it's definitely something that you want to, uh, check out. Um, let's see here as we keep on going trapped in one game on my channel and subs don't care about my other gaming content, how to get away with that, um, trouble. So here's the thing. Um, that happens sometimes. So that's one of the downfalls of, um, that's one of the, Hey, what's up, Tommy? Me too, man. Um, that's what happens from the, um, that's what happens in, um, the gaming field a lot is that, you know, gamers will make content around one specific game and it's great to get momentum, but then they'll start experimenting with other content. And people just aren't responding to that other content. So what's happened is they have, you know, probably built up authority um, on that particular game. And therefore YouTube is, you know, they, they identify that. Um, and then when they put out the, the, the content for the other game, then YouTube, you know, shows that to some people that they think might be a high candidate for it. But based on the people that are interacting with the channel, they're not really a high candidate for it. So here's what I encourage you to do continue making the content because you're trapped, right? You use the word trapped, which means that you're like, oh man, I like, like I got to get out of this, right? So because of that, here's what I encourage you to do. Um, continue making the content that has grown your channel currently. I know you're like, oh God, right? But do you hear me out? <laughs> continue making the content that, that grew the channel and know that this content right now, this content is content that is, is driving my channel, right? This is the content that, you know, always gets views for me. 
But another thing that I want you to do is I want you to start making the content on another game and start doing it consistently. And by consistently, I mean if you upload four times per month, um, let's say you do one per month on the other game, or if you're wanting to get out of that trap quickly, let's say you do two and two. And the reason for that is when you publish that two and two content, um, the content that isn't the game that you currently play, understand that there's a really good chance that right out of the gate, that that content might, might not perform um, as well as the current content that you publish. However, YouTube will most likely, as long as you keep putting out that content, YouTube most likely will find the right audience for you for that content. And then slowly, you'll be able to transition into another game or maybe even multiple games. But right now, I would just go from one game to the next instead of trying to, you know, flood it with a bunch of different games. I would just strategically say, okay, I'm doing, you know, content on these games or on this game. So now I'm going to start introducing this game. Another thing that can be helpful with this is let's say that you're playing Call of Duty. Then in that case, what you want to think about um, is you want to think about, okay, if I'm playing Call of Duty and that's the game, or, or let's say you're playing sports games, because I always mention Call of Duty. Let's say you're playing sports games. Then if you're playing like a basketball game and your your whole thing is about like NBA or something, then in that case, you know, you might want to transition into another basketball game or maybe another sports game. Um, if you're doing racing games and maybe transitioning into another racing game or something, you know, that would be a good complement to a racing game. Other things that you can do here is if you have another other ways to build that bridge is if you have a specific game that you play, which you did, which you do, um, then in that case, go on to like Reddit, go into Facebook groups around that game and start asking people, like make posts. Hey, what other games do you play besides uh, besides this? I'm looking for some new stuff to play. And then when you make those posts, people are gonna come in, give you their feedback. Oh, I played this, this is awesome, this is awesome. And start tracking. Okay, out of all these people that answered this post, what are some of the games that are constantly getting mentioned here? Um, because then you know you're proving through that you know limited data set that you'll have that you know that there's at least a decent crossover from people playing this game into this game. So then, if that game is something that you're interested in, then of course you know you could start merging into that game, and then you might find something to where you know you've built that bridge to where people will you know respond to um, to both as well. So um, I definitely take that approach. All right. Um, let's see here. So, um, so they are starting here in three minutes um, on the YouTube channels. So, um, on the um, channel reviews. So, I'm going to share this link in here, and um, and I'm going to let's see here. Um, the stream. Um, so that's the link um, to that stream. So, um, so what you want to do is go over there, make sure if there's a form to fill out. I can't remember exactly how they do it, but if there's a form to fill out, something like that. Um, just make sure that you're over there hanging out so that they um, so that they know that you're there and you want a channel review. Don't spam it saying, hey, review my channel, review my channel. But what you want to do is you want to, you know, just go over there and, you know, participate. They'll let you know the rules and all that good stuff. Um, but you can go ahead and head over there now. But one thing that I want to remind you of really quick, if you're just getting started on YouTube, and I know that a lot of you, you know, are just getting started. So um, I know that during this live stream, like we talk about a lot of different things and, you know, it can be overwhelming, right? Because YouTube, you know, it is hard. There is a lot of stuff that you need to learn. Um, but, you know, it can be overwhelming. But what I would love for you to do is instead of thinking like, oh gosh, there's a lot of stuff I got to learn, a lot of stuff I got to do, just focus on like a couple of things, right? Focus on like a thing, maybe two things, um, depending on, you know, how much you're publishing and stuff like that. Um, and, and start, you know, applying some of the stuff that we've talked about today to your YouTube channels. Um, and the reason to do that is because if you try to do everything, then it can kind of leave you in a situation where you're not really like, you know, doing much because you're trying to do everything. But if you focus really hard on like, hey, okay, we talked a lot about click-through rate today. We talked a little bit about retention today, but the 
click-through rate thing came up a bit. Um, so because of that, you know, let me go in, let me look at my click-through rate on all my videos. Let me look in on in my traffic sources report, um, which is in your analytics. So definitely spend some time in your analytics, but you know, go into your traffic sources report and see exactly what your click-through rate is from your different traffic sources. And just have that as the thing, like, hey, this is what I'm gonna focus on learning this week on how my videos are performing in all of these, you know, on browse features, on suggested videos, on 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 search, um, you know, uh, my subscription feed, like how good am I getting my subscribers back in, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, focus on that, right? So so find a thing um, that resonated with you during this um, stream today and, and, and focus on that so you can get good at that and then move on to the next thing you got to do. So everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. Again, I just want to remind you that, you know, 100%, we, we um, got $693 today um, that's showing up right now in the chat revenue here um, on my end. So I am, as soon as this stream is over, I'm going to be hopping over to that GoFundMe and I'm going to be um, donating that over there. So everybody that contributed to that, um, thank you so much because um, every little bit helps. So thank you. And um, for any of you that do want to donate to, um, to Owen, I'm going to leave this link pinned up here at the very top of the chat. So please feel free to go over there as well because, um, you know, every little bit that we can help over there um, is going to help. So everybody have an awesome rest of your week and um, I will see you next Saturday, same time, same place, 9 a.m. Eastern. Have a, um, have, a, have a great rest of your weekend.